And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I am your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. The episode that you're currently listening to right now is actually last week's episode. If you want this week's episode, it will be available to all of our Patreon supporters. Not only can you get one week early access to each interview that we release, but you can also unlock a bunch of other dope-ass exclusive perks like discounted merch, giveaways, events, and so much more. But the most important part is that you will be helping us build the best motherfucking educational platform and community for content creators that has ever existed. So open up your web browser, go to jointhehomies.com because we try to make it easy or patreon.com slash cream if you're trying to be a homie and support this shit. I appreciate you and love you forever. Today we have my boy Ari Ferroroy on the podcast. Ari is a creative director known for his insane content that is shared across the internet daily. He's been featured by Instagram itself along with many other famous publications and has worked with massive, massive brands such as Coachella, Nike, Apple, Netflix, Adidas, DJI, Adobe, so many more. His style is completely one of a kind. It has shaken up the industry when it comes to bite-sized visual content to marketing products and events. Ari on the podcast shares his uh, story of growing up and getting started and how he was able to make the stride from getting his first job to running his own production company. This episode is fucking sick. It's super inspiring and it will make you think differently when it comes to planning your next creative project. Thank you to my boy Ari for making the time for this episode. I appreciate you, man. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering what does Black with No Cream stand for? What does it mean? Black with No Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I am. I take my coffee Black with No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. That's totally fine. We are a free private group on Facebook open to creators of all kinds, aka if you make videos, if you're a photographer, if you do marketing, management, editing, dancing, etc., 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 all creators are welcome. Our private group has been growing rapidly. We have a shit ton of members. They're working together. They're sharing their content. They're asking for feedback. They're passing tips and tricks along to one another to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our group if you want to join by just going to bwnc.com slash join we would love to fucking have you please join all right that's it leave us a review on youtube or itunes so that they know we are lit merch is coming guys we have some new merch in the works it's coming mid-february i think so i don't know what time you're listening to this but merch is about to drop we're gonna have a whole new store we're gonna have some fucking flagship shit in there that's just always there we're gonna do limited releases we have some amazing designs I, this shit's gonna be fucking sick so yeah merch is coming in the meantime if you want to be the first to get to know about the merch um and get automatic discounts and early access to the podcast go to contribute on our patreon page like i said earlier join the homies.com show us your support on patreon that means the world to us thank you all to any of you guys that have pledged so far that that's super helpful so for real thank you um enjoy the work week keep creating make sure to tune in to every wednesday and sunday's episode because we're always putting out new episodes on those days and without further ado i bring to you my interview with ari and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die i don't want to die do you want to live you have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die i'm kidding you won't die you're just weak shit for not sharing and the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. 
And we're back <laughs> with another Black Window Cream podcast. So I know we just talked about your last name and you yes. said pronounce it like I think it is. Let me hear it. Okay, so for the longest time I've just said Ari Ferraro whatever. <laughs> How do you say your last name? Ari Ferraro. Ferraro. Yes. Ari Ferraro. But everything is accepted. Okay. Yes. If anything goes, I'll just call you Ari for the podcast. That works. I have short-term memory loss, so the hardest part is when I ask a guest how to say the last name, and then two seconds later, I forget yeah. exactly how you pronounce <laughs> it, and you just told me it, which fucking drives me. And I was looking for interviews where I'm like, maybe someone will say it, and they'll interview him, and there's nothing. There's nothing. You have fucking nothing. This is exclusive. Super exclusive. You heard this shit? God damn. Um, you are a fucking beast, my friend, when Thank it comes you. to creating shit with video cameras and fucking photo cameras, too. Yes. Uh, I feel like a lot of your earlier creations kind of played with like stop motion type content and you brought it back yeah when i scrubbed through your your timeline that we were just talking about um but quickly just introduce yourself to the world of black window cream yes sir my name is ari Um, i'm a video director (laughs) yes and um I, yeah, I, I used to do everything, edit VFX, and I and I still do that sometimes, but now I kind of just direct videos, and then I kind of have teams that help me shoot and edit and fly drones, whatever it is. Right. And we do a lot of commercial work, we do festivals, we do events, TV stuff, everything. And, and then this is all under your production company? Yeah, so... so um, the way it works is always like clients will reach out, artists reach out, whatever it is, and then um, I will always kind of come up with the concept, work with the client on whatever that is, work with the artists, whoever it is, festivals, events. And then, um, and then, yeah, I'll hire like whoever, whatever we need, whatever the team is, whether it's like just me and another person, or whether it's like 10 people, right. I'll hire everyone. They're all freelancers. They're all friends. They're people I know, the people I work with a lot. And then... Um, and then we get together and we and we bang it out. I feel like that's kind of the way the industry is turning right now. Yes. As, as far as like we, me and my friend Andrew, we just said that we were launching something very similar called Be a Human. Yes. And it's the same concept because we work just like that. Like exactly. everybody's kind of like their own person. They always have jobs. That some, the problem is I think that there's some people that don't know how to handle certain jobs and mm-hmm. then they just turn those away where if you put them in kind of like this tight circle where it's like, hey, I got offered this, but I only color. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. I certainly can't direct. All right, cool. Well, I have a director in this and this, and we can like green light the budget yes. and get all that shit moving. So that's cool. How long have you been kind of running your production company? Um, it's been, I mean, I've been freelancing for five and a half years and that's kind of when it all started. Right. And at first I was just doing visual effects and editing on like music video. It was mostly music videos. I was doing a lot of music videos mm. and it was like, I was getting whatever jobs I could get. Right. And I was also learned like, I didn't really do this stuff in school. So those first few jobs, all my first few jobs is that's how I learned to really like perfect After Effects and Premiere and, and Photoshop and all that. And so for the first couple years of freelancing, it was like editing and doing visual effects on anything I can get. A lot of it was working for free or right. like, you know, $100 for like a year's worth of work, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Tell me about um, it. And then... While I was doing that, I was also kind of like making videos on the side, travel videos, short films, and posting that on my Vimeo. And then ultimately, that's the work that got me noticed kind of like on a bigger scale. By literally everyone. Like every <laughs> brand is like, who's this guy? Let's hit him up. Do you probably just, I literally bet you get so much jobs from the DMs. Do you get a lot of jobs from your direct messages? Yeah. Uh, the more official ones are email. Yeah. But yeah, there are there are kind of like a lot of, a lot of 
Yeah, a lot of people hitting up the DMs. Uh, one of my friends was just talking on another podcast, and he he said that Nike just DM'd him. Yeah, that happens. Job. It's like it's that's like so normal. It's now. getting too easy to do that, and I think like having a blue check mark makes it you have priority amongst a hundred random people that just DM'd you. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like easier to see that shit. Yes, definitely. This is a good tool to use. But let's before we get to right now, when you were younger, like how, how long? I know a little bit about your background. We've done some research on you, my yes. friend. Yes. Ooh, nice. Med school. Yeah, something did, like I that. I did pre-med, yes. Cool, pre-med. Yeah, ah, yes. <laughs> David Malave with the research. Shout out to my bro. Um, not Shout we, out, David. Yeah, David's got it down. So <laughs> you were um, like earlier in high school and shit. Were you, you were never really touching cameras till later in life? No, or? no, no. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, I did like a little bit of photography in high school. Mm. In college, I when I turned 20, my dad bought me like a kind of like this type of camera, like, like the a camcorder. Cameras. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dad camps. And so... Your dad bought it for you. So yes. Shout out to you. It makes sense. Shout out dad. Um, <laughs> a lot of shout outs. <laughs> so, so he bought me that when I was 20, which was like sophomore year of college. So I was starting to use that a little bit, like filming my friends in the dorms, like, um, just like fucking around. Can I say fuck? You can say whatever the fuck you want, my friend. Fucking yeah. So just like fucking around on campus, like just shooting, like, just like learning how to use a camera. Right. Um, and then I would edit some videos for fun, just like for us. It was never like anything crazy, Yeah. but it really wasn't until, um, again, when I started going freelance, like five and a half years ago that I really like made my first like, like video project that I knew, okay, I'm going to post this online and let's see what comes of it. Right, let's right, see how right. many views it gets, if it gets any like engagement, whatever. Um, so that was kind of the first project and it was a road trip video I made. I did a solo road trip from Boston to LA. This was kind of like when I officially moved out here. Yeah. It was a three week long road trip. This was me. the actual move to LA. For yes. That's pretty dope. And I had a Sony, um, NEX seven, like a tiny little camera. Yeah. And I just filmed a bunch of stuff. It was almost like, it was like very experimental projects. It was literally like me trying. It's essentially like 10 minutes of like, vfx tests mm. but also there's kind of like a little bit of like a story or connectivity yeah. throughout it all to kind of just like connect it so that was kind of like the first project and that's what really kicked it off right that's cool yeah so in high school were you taking classes was there any classes that you were taking for photography like yeah there was like type uh, shit? there was maybe one like it was like a black and white uh film like, I don't even remember the terminology. Yeah. Right. It was like, there was a dark room and we like do stuff. That, but like, it was just, I only did it cause like my sister was doing it and it was never like, I never really approached being creative, like as a full-time thing until that, yeah, that yeah, travel yeah. video. I know, but I feel like there's little things that kind of add into your technique, right? Like that, that you might notice from an earlier age. Like for me, I don't know. I was always like in sports as far as like extreme sports went yeah. like skateboarding snowboarding so i feel like a lot of it always played off of that and that that's what kind of drove me into it but you said your sister was doing photography too yeah she did a little photography my dad was always into cameras so that's kind of how i got into it it's funny i was looking back at my photography back like like very recently and there was a little bit of like like a little bit of surrealism like i was really into like doing like long exposure also double exposure mm. to get these cool effects that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do just like shooting a normal photo right. so those were kind of like the early hints but again i wasn't like thinking like i wasn't approaching it the way i approach it now right, which sure. is a lot more like of a conscious decision to constantly be making different shit and like being unique and making cool and right. all that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of tight that you were like doing double exposures and shit. Like you were already trying to work effects into your content. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your content is so effects driven yes. right now that 
It's just interesting that yeah. at an early age that you were playing with it. I think I've just always been... I, the Matrix is like one of the biggest inspirations for me. And it's a very effects heavy movie. Mm. So I think ever since watching that, it's always like I've always been into that. Right. But again, it wasn't until very recently where I've been like able to really like um, make art that really like incorporates that surrealism and that like just very, very cool effects heavy right. you know, visuals. When, where are you from originally? Uh, I was born and raised, I, I grew up in Boston, oh, Massachusetts, right, right. and then um, in a town called Dedham, then I went to college in New York, mm. and then moved here right after that. What's, what kind of college did you go to? It was uh, it's a college called Binghamton University. Yeah. Shout out Binghamton <laughs> University. Shout them out! <laughs> um, it was just like a, you know, liberal arts school. Yeah, right. Um, in upstate, it's like an hour south of Syracuse. Cool. And then graduated 2012, moved to LA like a week after that. God damn. Yeah. Fuck. So what, what, if you said you graduated from school, you were planning to go to pre-med? Um, so I did pre-med at, at Binghamton. Okay. And then I did it for two years and then realized I fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got out of that and then at the same, literally I quit that, stopped doing that. My dad bought me the video camera like the week after cause it was my birthday. Right. And then that's when like I started again working with cameras but like even when I moved to LA for that first year I was here because that was before that road trip video um I still didn't know what I wanted to do so I was doing a lot of like working on set as a PA like all those intro level stuff right, like right. interning at like film production companies all that and like getting an understanding of like what producing is like what writing is like what editing is like what film is like all that stuff and just by chance I discovered like I was like doing some post-production work on a, on a movie. And like one of my duties was to like, um, kind of like go back and forth. Like the, I was working between the director and the VFX artists and like, kind of like passing the hard drive back and forth. Right. So like the director would say, okay, I want this done. And I would take the hard drive. I would drive to the fucking VFX oh, guys right. place, give them the drive. And every time I would go there, I was like, blown away by the stuff they were working. I'd never like known of visual effects before. Yeah. So when, every time I would drop off my hard drive, um, I would just chill there for an hour and the dude would just show me like the stuff he was working on. That's so dope. Um, and then from that I was like, Whoa, this stuff's really cool. So then I started, I downloaded slash download, like ripped a like cracked version of after effects yep. as it's done. Did that. Yes. Till CC became very difficult. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, fucking guys. Um, so I downloaded the program and then just like started doing tests on my own. Huh. And then a few months of that, led to the road trip video, which is like, all right, let me try and like use all these tests that I've done and put it into one big thing. So was all that work and in, interning and all this stuff, this was in LA, right? Yeah. Okay. Word. So did you move to, did you move to LA by yourself? Yeah. You didn't move. Did you have anyone out here that you knew or you, yes. what was the plan? I'm insanely luck, lucky in that all of my relatives have lived in LA for like 30 years. Wow. So like both of my grandmothers, one of my grandmothers, which I lived with for that first year, um, my aunts, my uncles, cousins, Holy like shit. everyone, yeah. So you were coming out to LA kind of frequently for like holidays and things We've like been that? here, me and my family had been here pretty much once a year, like almost every year. That's crazy. Yeah. So did you ever have any like run-ins with like 
Hollywood related type shit that made you no. nothing. No, because every time I would come here, I'd always stay in Westwood because mm. that's where the Iranians right. like have just Damn. conquered. Yeah. So I never even like knew of any, th- like I didn't really like LA wasn't LA. LA was just like family. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like, Oh, there's Hollywood and Venice and Santa Monica and Silver Lake. And like in a touristy, like kind of outlook. Yeah. Of not it. at all. Hmm. Um, so who made you get, or not who, <laughs> which parent made you get into <laughs> studying medicine? What, 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 you know, like what kind of sparked yeah. the interest in that? The no, they, interest? they were always very chill. They never really like force anything. It was more like my, my dad's a doctor. Also oh. my sister's two years older than me. She did biology and pre-med and now she's doing her residency. So I was always kind of just like following her footsteps. Yeah. Um, until I kind of like realized like, Oh wait, this is not, this is not working. This is not for me. I'm not happy doing this. Um, and then, and then, yeah, that's when you kind of called it. Damn. So when you moved out to LA, did you come, you drove out with a friend? That's how you were doing the like your video. No, no, no. The first, the first time I came out today, I flew out here. I was here for a year doing all the PA intern stuff. Then I flew back to Boston to like get my car. Cause my car was still there with all my like, all the stuff that I left there, packed on my car, and I just drove out by myself. And that's how you, oh, so you started like just tripod it up. Yeah, tripods, gorilla pod, shout out Joby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always plug. God, there's so many shout outs. This is great. Um, yes. Like, and that was a fun, that was, that was a fun part of it was like getting creative with, cause I was in the video. It was like yeah. documenting me on this trip. That's so dope. Um, and it was fun. Cause it was also like breaking the fourth wall. Cause also like, I don't like being serious. Yeah. Like, like I like people like knowing when they're watching, like I know that I'm part of this. Yeah, video. exactly. Um, that's tight. So it was fun. It was, it's a really, really silly, weird video. So, cause I think I watched some of it. It was, it, did you have it kind of like, I'm going to go to this spot on the way there. I'm going to make this. Did you, were you trying to work in ideas to your VFX test that you were trying to do or did a little you just bit. kind of like stop as you saw shit? There was a little bit of that, but most of it was just like figuring stuff as I was figuring stuff out, out as I was there. I knew more or less what my path was going to be. Um, and I knew like every time I went to a new city, like there was a effect I was going to do with like, um, like I would have the tech, like the title or the text of the city. I would do like some cool interaction with the text, whatever. Right. But other than that, it was like, if I saw a cool sculpture in downtown of, you know, Chicago, or if I was in driving through Nebraska and there was just like this big open field, like it was just different. Um, it's just like whatever I was inspired by, I would right. just like kind of stop by, pull over, shoot something, get back in the car and just keep going. And that was your first time uploading to see like what would happen? Yes. So how did that go? It did really well. It got like uh, like 30,000 views, which is like insane for your first video. Yeah. Um, a lot of blogs picked it up. Were you reaching out to blogs to share it? Or? Yes, that first day. Every time I release a video, not as much anymore, but back when I was first starting, every time I released a video on Vimeo, that first day was emailing maybe up to a hundred websites and blogs wow. being like just post a new video. I think it would do well on your site. You know, let me know if you need anything else. And yes. out of the hundred, maybe like 10 of them would actually post it. Cause people are always looking, yeah, yeah. you know, they need content. Yeah. Right. So that helped. If I didn't do that, it would have got like two views. Right. Like my mom and my dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like back then, getting the blog post, the feature on that was like so iconic at the time, especially like, cause I me mean, coming from music, that was our same goal is yes. like you put out a song or whatever, you share that shit. And hopefully yes. someone would respond. It is marketing. Your art is just as important as creating it. If you're trying to get it noticed, if you're mm. just doing it for yourself, make it in a room and no one can ever see. And that's fine. But if you're trying to like market yourself and, and like make it a career, make it a living, 
marketing is just as important. I know so many creators who like make amazing stuff, but don't really know how to properly promote it. Right. So they're just kind of like, they're still in the same place. Yeah. So that was very important. If that was like a huge thing of like being able to market those videos. As well, who are you paying attention to at the time that was doing something like that, that, you know, you were like, okay, this creator does the exact, I'm going to try to follow in this path and yeah. you know, mimic this, this style, um, not style, but like way that they're executing getting their content shared. Yeah. You know, what was there anyone that you remember? Um, not not really in terms of like people who were really, cause at the time, like that short film, like I, I, I did everything shot and edited and visual effects, sound design, color, like everything. I don't really remember too many people that were doing that, but, um, kind of like the, the, the music video directors that were making stuff at that time who were young, they were like maybe five years older than me. Yeah. They were the ones that like, when I would see their work, and they were doing like music videos for like the biggest artists. I was like, whoa, that is like actually an attainable like goal. Like I always thought being able to like make these crazy videos, like you need to be a professional, but it's like, no people like me who are a little bit older, maybe even like younger my age that are able to make stuff, post it online. And then like you're legit. Yeah. So once I That's knew hilarious. that, yeah, once I knew that it was like a legit, like an, an attainable thing, mm -hmm. um, that was kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I could do it. There's nothing else that's kind of stopping me from, from getting that. How long did it take you to make that whole piece? Th that was a while. So the, f so filming was three weeks cause that's how long the trip was. And then I think I took about like five months to edit. Oh shit. Yeah. Cause again, keep in mind that was like my first time yeah. editing. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out. So I'm, not only am I figuring out how to use After Effects, Fuck. I'm figuring out Premiere, I'm figuring out Photoshop, I'm also figuring out like what my workflow is, which is, as you know, like a huge part of like post-production is like figuring out how you're organizing files and naming structure and all that shit. Right. So yeah, things was, get messy real quick and yes. then it's either you're lazy and you let it continue to get messy <laughs> or you try to finesse it, but exactly. Sometimes it's easier to let it get messy. So then when you were doing that, were you also still continuing like working on sets and doing things like that? How No. So once I got back from that road trip, I started freelancing right away. So I had a job before that and I left that job. It was a PA job at, yeah. a, at a, or a producer assistant job at a TV production company. When I got back, it was like, okay, I'm freelancing any job I take now is a freelance job and it's editing visual effects. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything just to make like a little bit of money just to pay rent. Right. Because, um, kind of the, always the plan was like, you know, always create stuff on the side. That's what's going to go out online and hopefully get me noticed for cooler shit until that blows up. Cause it's going to take time. Freelance edit, visual effects, do whatever I can. It doesn't have to be a fun job. doesn't have to be like a cool job. doesn't have to pay a lot as long as it pays a little bit yeah. to be able to sustain like my current lifestyle right. until this shit blows up. That was kind of the plan. Mm. So what kind of jobs was it? I know you said you were doing a lot of music videos and stuff. What yeah. was like some of your first jobs that you, that you took on? Do you remember any? Um, yeah, doing, um, I mean, I remember like, man, there were such shitty jobs. <laughs> like just like any like editing, like promo, like, Oh man. Shitty sizzles and like fucking. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like I did once did like a uh, motion graphics thing and I like was, I didn't, I didn't know how to do motion graphics. So it was also like me, like YouTube tutorials on one like tab yeah. and then like the program on one tab and just constantly going back and forth. Right. And it was such a nightmare. You were like um, saying yes to jobs that you had no idea how to do. I said yes to every job. There yeah. was not a single job in those first two and a half years that I said no to. Same. 
Yeah, That's so good. you have to. I always say that you have to say yes till you can say no. Exactly. And there's no other option yes. really to me. Otherwise, you're just like, I think a lot of people get here and they have the idea of what they want and they think they deserve that shit right away. Yeah. And so they'll just sit there and they'll kind of like, nah, that's not cool enough for me to do or, you know, whatever the reason may yeah. be. I feel like that's such a fuck up. You know what yeah. I mean? So many job opportunities. Like, cause you never know you doing that, whatever that animation job was or whatever could lead to a relationship 10 years Absolutely. long, you know, that yeah. could turn around. And I'll tell you the first, the, some of the early video jobs I remember are, I was doing like, um, like engagement videos, like bat mitzvah videos. Really? I did a bris video. Do you know what a bris is? Is that the fucking iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to bris. <laughs> Shout out bris. Damn, I need a sponsor. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by bris. Thank you. <laughs> no. A bris, B-R-I-S. No. It's in the Jewish culture when they do like the circumcision on the on the, on the boys. Yeah. And like some families like make a big party of it. Fuck. And we'll want like a videographer. So I did one of those. Do you have to film the circumcision? Um, <laughs> let's, like, not, let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Though. You were doing like recaps for like anything. And anything. Because again, as shitty as those projects were, that was me learning how to number one, use a camera, yeah. edit, but also like how to deal with clients. Like you can't get legitimate client work unless you know how to deal with like the worst clients and crazy deadlines and insane requests and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So it was all part of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some of the more fun stuff I did, it was like, like visual effects on like, um, like there was a music video for like foster the people. That was a lot oh, of fun. Cool. Like learning a lot of like, like it was where I learned everything, masking and like, um, and tracking and what you're like the fucking God of like that. Your content <laughs> is just like you and your team have just nailed that yeah, shit down. You, fucking man. stupid. <laughs> I was watching the Hulk video too. Oh, I was just yeah. like, I, I only like to do like a little research just cause I like to actually learn yes. as we go, especially <laughs> since we're, we, we've known each other for a while, but this is our first time seeing each other and yeah. talking. But I just got in the fucking rabbit hole of just like Vimeo and just scrolling back. And we I mean they were even like going way deep the first post in your feed and we're like, God damn it, this shit's just like you've always had this style as you grow, which is really cool to watch. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, sorry. So you were learning some of that stuff. But how are you getting those jobs? Like how are you getting put on as like a VFX artist yeah. or whatever you want to call it? Um word of mouth. Uh word of mouth. Yeah. And the first um, okay, so the last job I had before I went freelance, um, one of the producers there, her name was Becca. Shout out Becca. Mm -hmm. She, I let her know like, yeah, I'm, I, like, you know, this TV stuff is really cool, but like, I think I, like I want to do videos. Like videos are so cool. Like I want to do that stuff. So she recommended me to a friend of hers, this director named Zach, Zach Stoltz. Shout out Zach Stoltz. Yep. And he, um, I hit him up as soon as I started going freelance. He just shot a music video and he needed VFX help. He didn't have a budget, which was totally fine. So I went to his apartment for like days in a row and it was the two of us and we were just like uh, doing VFX. There was a lot of like crazy like masking. That's what I remember. It was like masking like tirelessly. Oh God. And so... Keyframe after keyframe. Exactly. And so then that like then he... I did a good enough job on that. Then he recommended me some of his friends and yeah. then that kind of like went from there to there. And then like, it just kind of spreads. And if you do, and, and I did a good enough job and I was like, obviously like nice enough to work with that. Like people kept recommending me. And also at the time, like VFX artists, that wasn't like, there weren't as many VFX artists then as there are now. Like if you knew a VFX artist, like that was like, 
gold exactly literally yes gold and and friends of friends are always like yo like i need vfx i need vfx especially within like directors directors always so i got really lucky with that damn and then people were passing my name around so somehow i got by for two years to be able to like just do that um and specifically like just do vfx you weren't shooting you were or i was never i was never getting paid to shoot i never got paid to direct and i was editing it was like editing promos sizzle reels that type of stuff um and yeah that was the first two two full years of that it's so cool that like even how you were talking about the two the the parallels that you have as a creator it's like you have your things that you want to do so you're going to do that on the side and then you have to do the things that make you money but how important it is when you're doing the things that make you money you might not like it yeah but when you're there you need to go 100 percent because that got you the connection that got you the job that was free for you to work on but turned into like so many relationships absolutely the way i see it is what i'm doing yeah i'm making art but like really it's like it's a business, it's a brand, it's something that, um, like any business you need to invest and there's an investment period, investment, investing like sucks. It costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of time. You're doing stuff that you're not wanting to do, but you need to do that in order to get the big thing. That's how like most businesses like start. So I kind of knew that there was going to be like a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. Mm. And I think I was just like wanted it so much that it was, that I was totally fine. Like, making like five to five to ten thousand dollars a year for those first two years because i knew okay well it's gonna pay off as long as these videos that i'm making on the side will like you know blow up in the way that i would hope so what were some of the videos that you were doing on the side like this is all stuff that you're personally creating on your own were you using a team or was it just still you it was always me me on everything for the first almost three years of like my career but were they for brands or were they just like always just for fun yeah so so the road trip video that was the first thing after that um, I flew to South America to do a three week solo trip down there. Right. And then I did a video from there. Um, you like running through frames. Yes. Was chasing, you chasing yourself? Chasing, chasing myself around South America. That yes. Very dope. good. Yeah. Very thank tight. you. Yeah. And then, um, after that, did you ever see the video that, do you follow Casey Neistat shit at all? Yeah. Did you ever see the one that he did that was like um, him running around a couple countries for, it was like Nike Yeah, was that the thing? Nike thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I think it was like the same, you guys did it. Cause I was like trying to, I was like, damn, these had to come out like a similar time period. <laughs> and they were like so close. That shit was nuts. Cause that was yeah. literally what like skyrocketed his career. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you, what was your first like breakout video for you? You know what I mean? Like, was there anything that like kind of yes. struck a chord with a lot of people? Yeah. So there was a South America video. Then, um, then I went to Burning Man in 2000 so this is now 2014 just okay. a little context i went to burning man i did a video there just for fun that was which was like the one with like all not, the photos no no, no not that one okay, there was cool. one i did the year before okay word and then i did incredible hall cans which was a short film i wrote with and then my buddies were in it super um, funny yeah shout out the jasons who were in the video does, is that the name of all three of those guys? No, no, no. The the nerd <laughs> yeah. and the main bully. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason I remember seeing the Jasons pop up and I was like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jasons. Because <laughs> I thought it was only credit and I don't know if I just like wasn't paying attention for a second. I was like, are all these dudes named Jason? That's fucking sick. <laughs> there's there's the Jasons that were in that music, that were in that short film. Um, and they're, they're my very good friends. They're musical comedy duo out here in LA. And then there was Mom Out of Bullets, which are the other three guys, their sketch uh, crew. Oh, dope. Yes. Yeah, so it was actually like two groups. How were you meeting these guys? Because this is all just all, all my person- friends. Okay, yeah, cool. my roommate and my friends and people I kind of like knew. Yeah. So, so we did that short film. And then there was maybe another like travel video. And then, um, and then I went to Burning Man again the next year. And then that video is the one that like really blew up. Like it right. got like, hundreds of thousands of views online on Vimeo and YouTube and a couple other places. 
Um, and that was like a, it was a two minute long, you, I'm sure you saw it, it was a two yeah. minute long video of like, um, I had about 50 photographs that I took from both of, both of the Burning Mans that I went to. And I took all those photos and I animated them in After Effects. Which the photos were already so hard. And you just <laughs> went shit on everyone by like turning them into motion graphics, yeah. which was like fucking nuts. When I watched that show, I was like, God damn it, this is fucking crazy. Like the watch dripping like was yeah. so ill. And just people, like sometimes you really, I'd be watching it and I would rewind like, this has to be a video. There's no way this is not fucking. How long did that shit take you to make? The, so editing the photos took a while. Editing those, all those photos took a few months. And then once I got to the animation, that was like really only like six weeks, maybe eight weeks. I love that it took you a while because yes. I feel like at this point in time, all right, first, and you blew up through Vimeo, which is, yeah. you know, I know it happens to certain people, but in like a very indie way yeah. where you were able to like kind of break out through that in YouTube, which I feel like people only look at like Instagram's my only way out. Yeah. YouTube's like maybe my only way yeah. out if I'm consistent and post a million things. Yeah. But not only that, but I think when we do a project, like I just did a video that was just about my three years out here and it, I, it took me so fucking long because yeah. I was just like going through old footage and trying to find all the shit and doing other stuff at the same time. But when you're trying to edit a piece like Burning Man video, you're also doing, were you doing anything other, else outside of that for jobs? No. Was that a Burning Man hired job? No, Burning Man doesn't really do paid opportunities like that. It was more, I went both years for fun yeah. and I shot for fun both okay, years. Word. Yeah. It was always just cause like when you, when I was there, like I love shooting and it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. So shooting photos and videos is like, like that's what I'm spending a lot of my time there doing. Right. Um, so yeah. And usually when I'm working on a video, I'm almost, uh, I leave time out just for that video. Cause right. like I can't half-ass it. Right. I can't just do it on the nights. Like I have to do it from like when I wake up to it's the last thing I do every mm -hmm. day. And that's still how I work when I do passion right. projects. Like, are you the same when you do totally? Them? Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like uh, at the same time, I, what I'm trying, I guess what I'm interested in your way of doing this is like everything for me, black window cream is a passion project of mine. Yeah. Like completely, no one's paying me to do this shit. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to in, talk to you and tell your story. We could just have a beer and done all the same shit. And no one has to know about yeah. your story, but I feel like that's fucking so terrible because this is so good. You know yeah. what I mean? And this can help other people. So for me, it's like, I'm doing all this and maybe the outcome will come later. You know what I mean? As it has for you, because your, your passion projects have really like paid off, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you were doing it at the time, how were you creating, like for me to move to LA, I knew I had to create a budget so I could come out here and just lose it all because yeah. I had to do all the shitty jobs and do all that stuff. So I did that. I focused, like I did a bunch of shitty jobs to make my money. And then I came out here with like three months is what my expense time was yeah. to be like, all right, cool. If, if it all goes away, I just move home yeah. back to Iowa. But what were you doing to allow yourself to have like the freedom to create for a couple months? Like editing takes so long. If you were trying to say, all right, every day I'm going to work 12 hours a day, yeah. but you have no real return yet. You know what I mean? And it's a passion project. So yeah. how are you able to set yourself up to do that? So all those freelance gigs, even though they weren't paying a lot, they were paying enough for me to be able to pay rent and also like if I knew, okay, I can pay the next three months rent. That's when I would do a passion project. Boom. Yeah. Sick. And then, so you're kind of almost taking jobs like for rent. You're yes. like, all right, cool. I need three more months yes. rent. Let's do three, four videos. That's exactly what it's like. Sick. Yeah. yeah. I did the same shit now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was editing like a, I shot this, this old lady workout video dog. This shit is iconic. <laughs> I hope someday she finds this shit, but it was like, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing either. And it was like a two hour long DVD that I had to yeah. make. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck did I do? But I know. Yeah. I've been there. So, so Burning Man video goes out, goes pretty much viral. Yeah. That was, that was, um, that was 2005, end of 2015. 
And I wouldn't say viral because again, it, it just like I j- j- would just make stuff for Vimeo. Go like this. I see a little hair flew on your chin. Oh, there we go. I got you, bro. Ooh. Yeah, friends take care of friends. <laughs> if you have a friend with a fucking booger in their nose, tell them that's disrespect. Yes, I always do that. Like that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Got to. Damn. Because they're going to go to the bathroom later. Yeah, and then be like, yo, what the fuck, fuck, Ben? Like, why do you do this shit? (laughs) Damn, I hate when people do that. I get on Lauren all the time. I'm like, you have to tell me if some shit's (laughs) fucked up about my face or something. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. So, okay, not viral, but still, like, it gained attention. So, again, I always always post stuff on Vimeo. I I always post the stuff on YouTube just to post it, but it only got, like, 100, maybe 1,000 views. Like, it was always Vimeo, and I loved what Vimeo was at the time, which was, like, no ads, easy to watch, high quality, clean. Like it's about the work. It's artistic. Not about, yes. like it's very about the art too. Absolutely. Yeah. If I posted those on YouTube, sure, I would have got more views, but I'd rather ten thousand Vimeo views than a hundred thousand YouTube views. That's the way I thought about it. Right. So I posted on Vimeo, did really well, and then that got me basically my first job offer that came from my work being out there. That's crazy. Which was shooting. Um, social media videos for Coachella 2016. So they reached out to you specifically? You didn't submit or anything? No, no, no. Yeah, they reached out. That's crazy. And from that point, I've never reached out. It's always been clients seeing my work online. Of course. YouTube and now on Instagram especially. Yeah. And then reaching out that way. That's incredible. And so it's been now almost three years of that. With them? You've done Coachella three years? Coachella three years, but it's been three years of like clients seeing oh, my right. work online and then reaching out and then that's how we do yeah. pretty much every project. That's fucking sick. Yeah. So what was it like for you doing all this? Sh- I mean, like that's the work paying off right there is getting yeah. a mess email or whatever it is from them. Mm-hmm. What was kind of your response to that and how did you deal with getting asked to do some shit with them? Because do you now at this point have an idea of like, I need to run my business and I need to charge yeah. a certain amount of money. And I also don't know what the fuck I'm going to make for them yet. Like, yeah. how did you go about dealing with them as a client? Yeah. So I still, I still wasn't thinking about all the like logistical, like my, like all the money stuff that was still, I knew there was a time for that and it still was not there. Cause right. I still now had to do at least a year or two of like <clears throat> steady client work mm-hmm. to know what my value is in the industry. Totally. Because until then, like, how do you know what to price yourself? At? Exactly. How I do you know even know like if the you're number good? one question everyone's asked yes. in this interview and in every interview they're like, yeah. how do I do this? And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. usually it. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to know what your value is. And the only way to know what your value is, is, doing it for long enough to like literally see your impact mm-hmm. and it helps. I'll say this. It helps with making stuff for social media. Cause like when you make a video for a client and they're posting on their Instagram, you can literally see how well it does compared to their other shit. So Absolutely. if your shit's blowing up, then you know, okay, I'm making something that's clearly valuable. Absolutely. And then, um, but anyway, so that's for coach, point. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to know that when you're making like a commercial and you yeah, have no idea if exactly. it did it sell, whatever the fuck you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And I feel like that now it's fading away. It's like, this is going straight into it. But at the time it would have been very hard or when they host the site, like the video on their website internally yes. or whatever. Exactly. How, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Coachella was incredible. That was a lot of fun. That was also my first time like having to shoot and ed- it was like very quick turnaround, like shooting and editing so that we could post a the, that night oh, or really? within hours. Was yeah. it, what, what, what are the, what were they requesting? Was it similar to the Burning Man style content or were they um, letting you kind of 
they wanted right. cinemagraphs. This is when this is when no one was really doing cinemagraphs. That's right. Yeah. First come. Like early 2016. I know that sounds so recent, but like cinemagraphs came and went. Like everything's coming and going real. No, I real remember quick. it. I remember it popping up. I was on tour with Schoolboy Q in 2016, nice. and it was like at that time. I remember someone sending me a video of like, "This is sick." Yeah. And I was like, "All right." And I remember trying to do it, and I like set up a tripod behind him during the show, and then when I got back to check out the footage, and I was like really dedicated to spending the next three hours learning it. It was just my camera just shaking. <laughs> the vibration in the floor and I was like oh Fuck. yeah like I can't do this shit yeah. and I never tried it again but I remember it becoming popular then I was like wow this is so cool yeah that was like closer to December so this was yeah. early in the year yeah you really did <laughs> nice so this is also like obviously before like plotograph or what are those apps are that kind of do it now for you like this is like you have to mask something out and there's got to you got to shoot it the right way and all that so yeah. we're doing a lot of cinemagraphs we were doing like some like double exposure stuff, some simple boomerang. Like this was like early, like honestly, as far as I'm concerned, that year's Coachella was one of the first, if not really the first major like event slash festivals to have live social media content. Mm. Like, and I, and I know this cause I've done a lot of the major festivals and events. Like no one was doing that until that year. And now everyone, like every event that's going on, every award show, every like, big major thing that's going on they want content to be shot now. and edited live exactly yeah, it's fucking crazy so that was a lot of fun it was very challenging we didn't really know what we were doing but like we kind of figured it out um and that was a lot of fun who what we was it were you assembling a squad for that no so i was hired as a part of a bigger production company so i was shooting and then they had an editor who was like in one of the trailers just constantly editing. So I would go out, shoot a few things, come back, Dump give him the card, be like, yo, this is this shot, this is that shot, and go back out and shoot more. Because otherwise, like it would we it would have taken forever to just like shoot and edit. Were you focused? Because I know a lot of your content from this the past two years, I guess, is the stuff I've seen. But it was more focused on like seeing a lot of the art stuff. Was it at the time, were you shooting for the artists at all? Like trying to capture moments from the artists or was it more focused on like the theatrics of Coachella, like the Ferris yeah. wheel and the shit, like the Ferris wheel video that you have is so famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Was that what you were focusing on or what was your hit list? Everything. Everything? Every festival we ever shoot, it's always, yeah, you want to focus on the artists because the artists are like one of the biggest attractions, yeah. but also the art, the people, the venue, like everything. Yeah. So yeah, we weren't limited by like subject, which is great because then you can literally go out and shoot whatever you want. Right. Um, you're just kind of seeing stuff on the fly that you're like, Oh, this could be cool. Or were you kind of like strategizing certain techniques that you've already developed that you could work out for them? You know? Or yeah. It's funny. The three years I've done Coachella, the social media content for them, every year has been so different. That year was weird because they wanted like the production company had set up. Okay. We're doing cinemagraphs. We're doing this. We're doing this. So when I went out on the field, it was like, okay, that looks cool. How can I apply it to this equation? This equation being like double exposure or, time-lapse or whatever it is that they were asking, right. which is cool. And it's a good way to like, make sure you're, you're getting, you're doing the assignment and all that. But the year after that, when I went back and that was when it was just me and I had my editor there with me, Oh, that's dope. it was whatever the fuck you want. And that was like the best project I've ever worked on. It was yeah. the most fun stuff, coolest stuff, most inspiring stuff. I feel like I've made when it comes to like a festival because it was like, I knew what effects and stuff that I was inspired by at the time. And that's what was leading me. I wasn't trying to like, um, I wasn't trying to like force anything. It was all so natural and so fluid. Hmm. Um, and so that was like, that's like my favorite series. We did like 15, 
uh, videos for Instagram like easy. Um, which were still coming out same, like similar same yes. day, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. same day, the day after maybe save it for weekend two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was, that was crazy. Jeez. So what in between the first Coachella to the second Coachella, what happened that allowed them to just pull you back? Was it the impression that you left on them from the first weekend that they're like, okay, this guy out of the production could be as cool. They did all this other stuff, but this dude had something that we yeah. just need. So between those two years, that was then when almost every job I was doing was me getting hit up by clients from seeing my work online. So it was like slowly saying no to all the dumb shit that I was doing up until then. Say yes to you can and say And saying no. yes to the cool shit. Right. Which was a very like crazy transitional period. And it was so hard to like, it's hard to like, that was like when I first was starting to say no. And that's always a crazy time in artist's life when like you like saying no to projects sometimes feels weird. Cause you feel like you're missing out on something, especially when you're so used to saying yes, to everything I'm sure you totally. went through the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was very weird. Like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I'm not used to saying no, but also like I literally don't have time or it's like, there's no money or it's not even fun or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I got hit up to do like Michael Kors hit me up to do this three piece, uh, Instagram series for like national sunglasses day or, um, this is 2015. So like, <laughs> shit, Time or was it 2016? Oh, and then like, um, like Apple music had an Apple music festival, like this big festival they were having in London. It was like this 10 day oh, where event. they do like the indoor, like artists play in this, like, yeah, it used to be called iTunes, iTunes music festival. Then yeah. when they rebranded everything it was Apple music festival. And it's like, it was a 10 day festival. Every day is a different artist. Jesus it's just Christ. like a nighttime show. Yeah. And that was crazy. That was just me concepting shooting editing three to five instagram videos a day god damn yeah that was fuck. crazy i still can't i still don't know how that pro- <laughs> how i didn't like how you survived yeah, exactly fuck so you were delivering three to five pieces every night yes shit yeah that was a crazy one but also that was like an amazing project because i like kind of learned how what like my limits are and like it, it, I not think something like that would be possible. And it's fun to do. I'm sure you've had projects where like it's asking a crazy amount of work or effort or whatever. And when you get it done, you learn like, oh shit, yeah, okay, I can do this, yeah. and I can do this, and I can do this. Expand your your acceptance. Yes, of yeah, like your potential. Jobs, you yeah. are you're like expanding what your potential is and what can be and all right. that stuff. Um, so I was doing a lot of social media jobs. Um, so by the time Coachella rolled around again, I'd already been doing a lot. Like I was now like a seasoned like live shooter editor um in addition to all the con like i was doing a lot of branded stuff too yeah but it was mixed between like branded content which i would like really get time to like sit and chill and concept and spend weeks editing and then also doing like the events and festivals and and, and that type of stuff so what i mean what are you what's your mindset as this is progressing for you because it's starting to work yeah. like it's clearly starting to fucking work yeah. and taking the leap of going freelance is like the most terrifying shit ever mm-hmm. you know what i mean because there's nothing protecting you you have to come up with your own insurance yeah. you have to do all these you have to figure <laughs> out how taxes work all this shit like yeah it's terrifying yes. so what's happening like what are you going through at this time like where you're kind of developing this and like you know your friends everyone's seen you go from starving artist to like celebrity in this shit you know what i mean like you really <laughs> conquered it and created a name for yourself yeah so like what you know what's your mindset at that time um at that time so now we're talking like two years ago i don't know i don't know if i ever like i don't know i can't really remember. like it was just like i never honestly it, this sounds insane but i always had this very weird like 
confidence about it all that it was never like, oh man, I hope it happens. It's just like, okay, well, let me like fucking view it from an outside view. Okay, if I do this and this and I freelance and I make enough money, but I'm doing these cool projects that I'm consciously making different than everything else out there. And if I market it well, people will see it, they'll see it and they'll be what they'll be like blown away by it because it's unlike anything else. Right. And if they are, if they have money and they're trying to promote something or they want to hire me to whatever, then they'll hit me up and then it'll get to the point where then I can really do like whatever project I want. People come to me for my, like I just had it kind of mapped out mm. and then it just like was so fluid and things kind of like worked out luckily so well that it was always just like, yeah, this is, I'm, this is part of the process. This is part of exactly kind of like what I planned. And I still kind of have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it never really like, it was just always like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, this is part of the plan. This is like exactly what I'm trying to do. And right. And, so then at this point, is there any times where you started reaching out to clients yourself? Like anything that kind of like, ah, it'd be dope to work with this client or whatever. Instead, I mean, it sounds like most of the shit just kind of landed on yeah. your plate. Yeah. You know, honestly, it was so, I've been so fortunate that like the projects that I was getting hit up with were not only like clients that I love, but also like the projects are fun mainly because again, they're hitting me up for my ideas. Which they, is sick. they just come to me with the product, with the, with whatever they're trying to sell and then I come with my ideas and it's just a collaboration where they're offering their services. I'm offering my services. And then it's just like, whatever we make is what we make. So it was always fun. I was always having so much fun. So it, it never got to the point where it was like, like every project I was getting, I wanted to do. So it's not like I needed to spend the time to reach out because yeah. the next project was something that I probably would have wanted to reach out for anyway. Right. Yeah. That's so fucking Which is sick. like such a lucky like yeah. position to be in. But I mean, you're also working very fucking hard for it. So like the payout makes sense. Like yes. That, sh that should be the process yes. for most people. Yeah. Is there any times that you feel like you have like a client hits you or whatever, they want you to market, blah, blah, blah. You come up with the illest shit ever. Do you ever think... I should come up with what the illish concept. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think like I should hold on to this one because I could sell this <laughs> shit to someone else? You know what I mean? There's a there's a music video idea I've had for for three and a half years. Tell us what it is. <laughs> we're, we're listening. We're ready to go. All my videographers are waiting. They want to know, man. <laughs> yeah. And I've and I've wanted to do variations of it for Instagram videos, <laughs> but I know like I just want to wait on it. Till it's like a, till like I, it's the perfect opportunity, perfect subject, perfect song, perfect everything. Yeah. Cause you also know, like now, anytime you do something and you put it out there, like it's public right. and now anyone will do their versions of it. And then once it, they do their versions of it, then it becomes saturated. And then like whatever that big thing you had, like it's not going to be a special. So yeah. There, yes, there's a lot of things that I hold on to. How do, how do you uh, kind of conceptualize your ideas? What's your process? Are you um, usually like work, do you work with anyone else creatively as far as like kind of writing and yeah. treatments? I and usually work best when I'm, when I'm by myself. It's very hard for, cause I, cause, cause I, I zone out a lot. I don't know about you, like yeah. what your focus and attention span is like, but I zone out yeah. a lot. Yeah, man. And so when I zone out and when I daydream, that's usually when I kind of have like, my ideas, my visuals. So I'm very much inspired by music. Like sounds can, can inspire different visuals. Mm. Um, but also like movement is very like inspiring to video. That's why I always tell people like, you know, move like movement is key. Like 
if in order to do video, you need movement or right. else it's just a photo or yeah. like it's still a photo. So like, that's why like, I like, I love Ferris wheels. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking love Ferris wheels. We know, man. Yes. We know. <laughs> We've seen the shit. We've seen it. Yeah, dude. That's fucking tight. Because they combine like, first of all, there's movement. Yeah. They're big. They're symmetric. I love symmetry. I love big shit. Mm-hmm. And so anything that's moving roller coasters, like people that do like parkour, people that dance, like all of that stuff, performing, like people like, like, um, anything that has movement, like that's like sports also. Like I know you're big into sports. Like sports is very like inspiring. Like I love thinking of cool stuff to do. Like, like I have a partnership with Callaway and we do like awesome stuff with fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I love, I love making stuff for that. Yeah. Even just them putting bro. Like just, you took, you made putting tight. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) To people who don't fucking watch golf all the time, you made putting tight. Yeah. Callaway should be sending you checks for life. Cause it's like, (laughs) that shit's dope. Just how you can make, you know, it's so, it's like, it's too, too like simple. Yes. Like sometimes it's so simple that it's like, that makes so much sense. That's a big part of it. I love that shit. And again, going back to the, to the matrix inspiration, the matrix effects is all like, it's always based in reality. Mm. And then they always change a little bit of something, whether it's like you can jump twice as high or whether it's like you can move 10 times as fast. It's always like taking what we know in this reality and then like changing a little bit. It's not like, star wars which is like let's completely make up a whole new world so that's the type of surrealism i love it's like when you are really able to juxtapose like reality and surreality and you can see that like oh like i know like i've seen that before like all, all of my pieces you can like it looks like relatable like you've seen it it looks simple but when I just change a little, just like a tiny little thing just to make it surreal, then that's why like gives it that effect of like enhanced realism where like you've seen someone putt, but you never like, are you talking about the one with the three? Like where you're just like kind of the camera shifting back and forth and it's just, you see like the dude, the three three putters. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's what I'm very much inspired by too, is like seeing people structure, like seeing real world and then just like, changing a little bit of how like we would normally see it or experience or whatever which i think is what's so jarring about it and makes it stand out you know what i mean like that's what and now you've set the tone and now i feel like you just like you just said you drop something that becomes big then you start seeing a bunch of things i see so many people starting adding to it and it's cool because like i learned about you shit when did i learn about you (laughs) that's what i was trying to think too on the way here is i'm trying to remember when we first started talking because we connected through instagram Mm -hmm. But I, I think it was maybe when you were on, on was, tour. Yeah, it was when I was on tour. Yeah. I remember, I remember you and Dave were posting like almost every day. Yeah. Because Dave was like, he screenshotted that you followed him. And I was like, oh, that's dope. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder how he saw your shit. And yeah. then you, I look and I'm like, oh, he's already following me. This is crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> we watch your shit. We're like, we'd always send it to each other. Like, man, fucking this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What the fuck? Look at this shit. Fuck it. Oh, maybe I, I think I noticed it. It had to have been around Coachella because well, I was so, there. Yes. Like, so was this your first Coachella? Uh, no, I was at, I did, um, Schoolboy Q and Kendrick, they played the Kendrick headline the year oh, before, so yeah, I shot for nice. him. And then I did all of B's. Me and Dave was like my spotter, and I did B's yeah. uh, steady cam shit. Awesome, yeah, which was crazy as fuck. So then that that might be uh, yeah, yeah maybe that's when it was because I started noticing the content. I was paying attention to them more. I don't know. I don't know when it was, but I remember just seeing that shit, and it it did the same thing to me where it's you just take something so simple and turn it into something so interesting to watch. And I was like, fuck, this is so dope. But then (laughs) I don't know. I I think like it inspires me to like, even with the stuff we started making on tour, it's something similar to that where I'm like, I would just try to find ways. And and as I'm doing it, 
I'm like, oh, this is pretty new to me. But then I'm looking at my older shit. I'm like, man, I used to do this type of stuff all the time. Like yeah. find ways to do loops or one takes or yeah. find interesting ways to like get in and get out of situation or whatever. Like that became kind of like the style I was creating for that tour. Yeah, for sure. But it was so interesting to just watch your shit and just be like, fuck, this is dope. All right. <laughs> you push me. You know what I mean? You push uh, everyone that was watching that shit. Thanks, but man. um, anyway, let's talk about you. Uh, <laughs> so what were some of the, like after the second year of Coachella, you're going into, oh no, shit, this is what I want to talk about. Mm. DJI. Did yeah. DJI come to you then for content? Yeah, that was um, that was last year, summer of, of 2018. Yeah, because I remember I watched a video when, when we were just scrolling through Instagram and it was a video of you flying like a Phantom 2 and you were coming into your mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. coming into Pause. my mouth, coming into my mouth. Yeah, you were like flying down and <laughs> open your mouth and then you like went through you and it's like the, your thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay, so the... I, I, I've done that twice. Once where it goes out in space. Yes. But the other one is like, it's a quick loop. Yeah. It's just you standing there. Yes. That was the, that's the first video I think I posted on Instagram. Doc, I made almost the same thing. Yeah. I didn't go through my mouth, <laughs> but I did it where I just, I had a, uh, damn, how did I do this? Cause it was a picture. Oh no. I think I flew the drone above me and it was just posted up and I was so blown away that these drones could just stay in the same yeah. place. And I just like took a photo or something. And then I was just going back and forth between the two. And oh, I was like, nice. Oh, this is so dope. People are like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like yours is just like VFX. I'm just like, Fuck! yeah, that was, so that was actually, that was like 2015. I'll tell you, I just looked. Yeah. Okay. 2015. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was the first video I posted on Instagram. And yeah, that was interesting because I, I think at, and I remember consciously remembering, like thinking like, Yo, like, I've been making all this stuff for Vimeo. Vimeo, at the time, like, there was a lot of shit on Vimeo. Vimeo was fucking so popular. Yeah. Every, like, music video director, like, travel video, time-lapse, art, like, time-lapse or hyperlapse, everyone was, like, posting stuff on Vimeo. But on Instagram, I wasn't seeing as much, like, VFX. Like, it was still, like, I don't even remember. It was, like, all, like, it was a lot of photos, landscape, portrait, all the, like, that yeah. basic stuff. So, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, if I could, like, apply all these crazy after effects things into Instagram and do that consistently. Again, that might, uh, the, the marketing side was yeah. thinking, okay, that might be something that could blow up. There aren't a lot of people doing it. Like if I can, you know, let me try it. So I started with that. And at the time I had a lot of fun. I still have fun with it. Uh, figuring out how to like loop videos. Cause I was like, it was new that Instagram would loop videos. Yeah. I don't know if like, people remember like a video would play, then it would stop. Because like, it was like, it had like a the half a second like gap, was it? when It, it wasn't even that. It just like, yeah, I don't even know if it restarted. I think Vine is what came out. And then once that started looping, Instagram was like, fuck, that's like how we keep people yeah. on the app. So then I think Instagram started looping. Isn't yeah, that how it was? I don't know. I can't remember because that would make sense. But like, I don't remember it being like something where you had to play it and then it was done and you had to click play I think, to play I it again. I think that's how it was. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. It was only 15 seconds and only in square mode, I feel like. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. But... Damn, because I remember doing, I remember when Vine looped and then we were trying to figure out for my friend, we wanted to make like a Swish transition video. Mm. Um, actually, it's crazy because the dude, Rudy Mancuso, do you remember him? Yeah. He he made this video and I remember being blown away by this and it was like him playing piano and then the camera swooshes and he's playing like the drums so he's adding to it and then yeah, he swooshes yeah, yeah. again and something else happens. I know what you're talking about. So, and people would repost shit all the time. My friend Mars was like kind of blowing up on Vine in Iowa. <laughs> and so he made, we made something very similar. So I was shooting it and I was trying to do it and we spent... I swear to God, like 15 hours just trying to crack the code of how to make that fucking thing loop on Vine. It was like trial and error on this test account and like, all right, we need to smidge this just like a frame over and then maybe it'll do it and then there would be a pause and that was so frustrating. And I remember messaging like fucking Final Cut 
King or was it Zach Zach King? King, Yeah, I was like messaging him like, please, bro. Like, I know you probably won't answer this. Like, should I do now? I need just tell me how you do it. Just please, God, tell me I'll pay you. Like, we don't want to be here anymore. But I remember it being so difficult. And that was like your first video was a actual loop video. Yes, so cool. Yeah, and then once I did that and it did well, relatively well. Like, I had like hundreds of followers, like maybe like two or three hundred at the time. Yeah. Um, then I started doing a lot more. And then at some point I was like, you know what, let me just, cause I was posting photos at the time on my Instagram. And then once I started really liking the doing videos there, then I just did videos full time. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I was like doing a lot of like, just like simple boomerang stuff, but like not yet, like it was boomerangs, but it was still like, there was obviously an effects component to it. Yeah. Cinemagraphs, time-lapse, hyperlapse, tracking, masking, like, and then it kind of got bigger and bigger, and then, um, and then. Would you? Was there anyone else doing this at the time? I know you said that you didn't really see anyone doing it, on, but like at the time, while you're creating the style of video, was there anyone that was similar to this? Like, no. Most of the effects VFX guys that, that were creating stuff at the time that I remember were mainly making stuff for Vimeo or. Um, like they were already like making like real music videos for big artists. Like right. there was, again, there weren't that many people doing VFX on Instagram. So again, for that first year, again, there wasn't that much of it. Yeah. Even like CGI was still very new. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, now there's like a whole, there's like a lot of effects artists out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the programs are making it very simple to do like hard, very challenging things from years yes. ago where tracking isn't as challenging. I still feel like tracking's a bitch. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just trash at figuring out how to track stuff, but I'm like, fuck, I got to do this manually again. God yeah. damn it, like moving the shit. Do you, do, do you ever use Mocha? I want to. Okay. I hear it's great. That is for anyone out there that does tracking and masking. Oh, you ma- you do it in Mocha? You can do masking in Mocha, yes. You'd prefer to do the masking in It Mocha? depends on the masking that I need to do. Right. Uh, I won't get too technical into it now, right. but for people that are trying to do masking and tracking, and it's like a long shot um, where maybe the subject's in there the whole time or whatever, uh, look up a tutorial on like Mocha tracking, which is kind of built into After Effects now. It's like a program, right. but it's, I think they bought it out or something like I that. I think they did. Um and it saves tons of time. Yeah, I have, uh, usually I kick it to my homie Kavika and JR that are my VFX wizards. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> but it's also something where I like tried, I can try it and do it, but to me, I just want to do it to know it so I can communicate to them. You yes, know what I mean? Because yeah. especially now getting into a role where I can like kind of spearhead whatever it is that we're creating. Yeah. It's easier to delegate once I've known, because I know this is also something we talk about all the time is like, doing everything can exhaust you and not allow you to create Absolutely. what you actually want to create Yes, and uh, may slow you down. So how now that you've gotten into this process of like, because I see what's cool is that you always credit your squad. You yeah. know what I mean? And like you have a thick squad on all your videos. Mm-hmm. So at the first first Coachella or second Coachella you came and you had one ed- no they had an editor. Yeah. But you said you came back you had an editor. Yeah. Now I feel like it's kind of grown. You've got like a uh, Bunny, something? cash money, cash money. Yeah, shout out cash money. Fucking sick, <laughs> super sick. Yes. Um, who are the other people that you've been working with most recently? Yeah, so cash bunny, whose real name is Annie, she um, is an incredible video director. She also does amazing effects and editing and 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 all that. So that's crazy. Yes, definitely check out her Instagram. Uh, we've been working for the last um, now, just like a year and a half almost. Wow. Um, and then. 
my effects guys, there's um, Warm and Fuzzy. It's a VFX studio in Culver. They've done a lot of my VFX. Now they do like CGI, like insane CGI. They did the Callaway video then? Yes. Yeah. They've done all the Callaway Crazy. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because none of crazy. that was real. The, was the one where it turns into a rocket, that was full CGI. Yeah. The Callaway video we did where um, the ball kind of like flies up at the camera, like the drone shot, yeah, yeah. that was um, a mix of CGI and like uh, uh, practical like filming with the drone. Right. Um, so, and then there's like the drone guys that um, I've shot with a lot, White Owl Aerial, that's oh, their shit. name. Yeah. Those are the dudes that did Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I had to get uh, footage of, Ke they wouldn't let me fly because they were flying. Oh, really? So I got all the footage of Kendrick show and Q show from yes. those and they're great. Those yes. dudes are great. I met them at Coachella. That's how, that's how we started working together. That's funny. And that's how I'm, I met a lot of people. Like I'm sure, especially if you're doing like musicians and tours and festivals and stuff like that, like that's how you meet a lot of the people in your network, people that you work with, people that you collaborate totally. with. Um, it's fucking crazy because it's like you, from outside looking in, it seems so big, but when you get in here, it's very easy yes. to trip over someone. You yeah, know? especially festival like because festivals are crazy because it's like <laughs> it's literally like every time I go back to Coachella, it's like summer camp. Like right. I never did summer camp growing up, but it. it it's that feel of like you show up on the first day, there's the all media meeting and you're seeing all your friends. No. Yeah. And it's all these people that like now, especially like you only really connect with them on your phone mm -hmm. and, but everyone on their own is doing the same shit. We're all dealing with clients. We're all trying to get paid for work. We're all trying to like make cool shit. And then when you come together, it's just like, everyone's so excited. Everyone's like, like, Oh shit. What's that new lens you got? What's yeah. that new camera? Like, Oh, like, all I these saw you did this how did you, you exactly know? yeah so it's so so i love i love that it's so much fun when you actually like get together with other creatives and get to like finally connect have you done any tour visuals are you, have you done no but that's with that? something that i would love to do that's something i've been wanting to do for a while yeah, yeah. okay cool yeah tour, vi tour visuals would be insane and like again my my like ideal is always videos and audio mixed together. Like I love to, just making like looping gifs and shit that like just kind of like go by themselves. But ultimately like video, cool visuals edited to like awesome music that I love and I'm inspired by. Like that's where I strive the right. most. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you were making the shorts earlier, like the whole cans and stuff is definitely like a comedic yeah. short. Like you started in that world. Now I feel like you're living in this like short moment, solo moment world. Yeah. Are you try? do you have plans right now to bring more like shorts or anything like that? Back yeah. To I mean, I, I've consistently been able to do, especially in the last few years, like one to two longer projects a year. So there's a lot of the shorter stuff. Yeah. Um, but like right now I just did that short film, like the, that hyperlapse short film. Oh, right, right, right. So that was like about a minute and a half. Um, and like, I forget what the video was last. I did some longer video for Red Bull last year, did something for um, like some, something in Vegas with all these like big that DJs. That shit was nuts. That's maybe that was, when was that? That was last year. So we started at, yeah, that was like a little over a year ago. Fuck. I remember watching that. I'd be like, God damn, <laughs> that shit was incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Like man. that shit looks so good. Yeah. So then who, how often are you having a camera in your hands now? Or do you have like kind of a DP that you've been working with? I usually have a lot of DPs. Like I'll have like, I'll have different types of DPs for different types of, of shoots. Sometimes I'll still shoot if yeah. it makes sense for me to shoot or if I need to be behind the camera, I'll do it. Otherwise, what I've realized is especially for like the crazier stuff we're trying to try, like there really needs to be one person at every Station. position. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, so like, um, so yeah, so it's nice to have a DP and, and be able to like direct them, but also like, 
manage everything else that's going on on set. What's been some of the biggest challenges you've had in most recent years, especially like maybe it could come to from business and understanding yeah. your business or creative challenges. So, bef so in 2017, I did 30 projects. God damn. Which was, which sounds like a lot. It felt like even more than what it sounded like. It was yeah. crazy. There was always constantly at least three to five projects going on. And I was still shooting a lot. I was still editing some things, but that was like when I first started like being able to actually hire people to edit and do visual effects and shoot and all that. Right. But still I was doing a lot of the work and not only the creative side, I was handling all the business shit. Mm. I was talking to every single client on every single call, email, uh, negotiating contracts, reading through contracts, like handling invoicing and payments and writing checks and literally doing everything. That's so much to learn so quickly. Yes. Shit. And it was a lot. And luckily I'm a pretty organized person. Like I got my, like I know what I was doing, but it's just like a lot. Mm. So, um, then I signed with an agent. Oh, you did? Yes. So with, I'm an agent, Jonathan. With who, an agency or is it just like a... He, him and his, him and his partner have their own like kind of like small little firm where cool. they only have like about like 10 clients or something. Nice. And... Um, How did that come about? Did you know you needed that or did he find you? You know what's so funny is I kind of knew I would need help. Does that... Oh, fuck. Why? Why are you battery dead? But how are these guys doing? No, these cameras are still on. Okay. Dude, I think it's time to upgrade because that's, <laughs> that's a sad thing to happen. Is the battery exhausted or? No, it just. Oh, it just heats up? What the fuck was that? This happened last, like a while ago when I was randomly filming something and the, it showed me nothing was on here. But then when I put the card in the computer, it's there. Oh, weird. Jesus Christ. Okay. It only just shut off. I don't know what that means. Hopefully, because last time it did, but it was still, rec but it was recording the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we should be good. Okay. <laughs> Shit. At least this is good. Yes. Thank God. The hero camera Fuck, right there. man. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed for this camera. Yes. Sorry guys. We just, you know, support me <laughs> on you, Patreon you, because- Do you I make edits or how, is this all going to be in there? What, all the camera angles? Like, is is this still, are you going to edit this I don't know. Out? If it's funny, we might leave it in here. If not, it is what it is. Um, no, yeah, usually I try to make it as, like, simple so I can just move on yes. with life and have yeah, the content yeah, yeah. be out there. And it, people, you know, <laughs> real shit happens sometimes, all right? <laughs> no, nah, maybe he'll cut it out. We'll see. Um, fuck, what were we just saying? Um, oh, uh, your agency. So you said yes. you... Yes. So I kind of knew, I knew I needed help. I knew I needed help, but I didn't know how to get it. Luckily, um... This dancer that I've shot with, Jacob, Jacob Jonas, he's got okay. his own dance company out here called Jacob Jonas the Company. Shout out them. Got it. Uh, he, he, I was at one of his dance shows, and uh, Jonathan, my agent, that's his stepbrother. So he introduced me at cool. the show very, very briefly. Then me and Jonathan had a couple of meetings, and then like we hit it off, and it just made sense. Yeah. And he's awesome. Love working with him. He's he's pretty he's my age. Um, and so we started working. We've been working for the last like year and a half now. Um, and that has been incredible to just have someone to handle the business aspect. Yeah. To read through the contracts and actually know what they're doing. Like they have their own like law firm that they work with that right. like knows like, oh wait, this is fucked up. Let's yeah. not agree to this or whatever it is. So having that makes the whole business 
aspect of it like so much more fluid and also now i just only focus on the creative that's perfect which is like every artist's dream especially freelance artists like i don't want to have to like deal with like payments and contracts and negotiations and all that shit like i know what i want out of every project i know what i want to make yeah then i let him know then he just handles that yeah he sets the bar for it and absolutely yes and that creates such a weird dynamic with your client when all of a sudden you're like yo i really don't want to do this for that low exactly (laughs) and also it's just like i don't love i don't like talking about the money and the business aspect of it. Like I appreciate and understand that it's part of being able to create art full time and like live off of that. Yeah. But, um, I hate like thinking of a monetary value behind my ideas. That's such a like weird fucking worse. Yes. So that's been huge. That's been like one of the most game changing things that I've like gone through, through this whole process. Right. And then now it's getting to the point where that stuff's amazing, but starting to get to the point where like, I'm starting to realize like, cause I still produce almost every project we work on. Yeah. So I'm not only directing and I'm hiring the crew, um, but I'm also producing it. So like if flights need to be booked for the crew, like I'll do that. Yeah. Or if like we need to find location or actors or whatever it is, like I'm still doing a lot of that. That's incredible. Yeah. Which is fun. And I like doing it, but also it's getting to the point where like for the bigger projects, like I just can't, like I need someone else for that. Yeah. yeah. So I've been starting to work with a lot of freelance producers who are amazing and like have been like saving me um, on projects. So it's always like going to be a thing of like, I'm constantly, I'm sure you're like this too. It's like, you're constantly like, what can I use right now to make shit more fluid? When am I the most stressed? Let me see what the problem is that is. Like what's the, what's the like cause of that? And then let me like solve that issue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always constant, but luckily it's always just minor things. Like I've kind of gone through the big picture shit. Right. And then now it's just like, Oh, I got to fix this little thing here. Fix this little thing. Yeah. Here. And it's always like, it's, it's kind of a tough time. It's like tough to let things go. Right. Because I think most of us as creatives, especially in the freelance world, it's like you look at a budget that comes in and you're like, okay, cool. So I know how to produce. I know how to direct. I yeah. can edit. Cool. This budget's almost mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can like look at it like that. But at a certain point, if you could give up this producing role, you get the job done twice as fast. If you do give up the editing role, the job's done three times as fast. Exactly. You could do three more jobs in that time that yes. you just save yourself by having Absolutely. someone else work in a dark room and you don't have to be in there for a little while. Yeah. Let them go hammer and you can come back and have two more jobs for that editor, you know, and yeah. keep everyone happy. So, you know, I saw you post the other day that you were looking to even expand your crew. So yeah. are you trying to find even more people or what are you I'm looking for? I'm always looking for creatives creators people who can be part of our team um for any project because again like obviously the ideal and i know you know this is like the bigger the network the more resources you have so in any situation you know you're good yeah there's still some situations where like i still need that perfect person i know they're out there but i'm just like like i don't know where they are and i'm always on instagram looking at other like editors profiles or creators or effects artists or whatever it is i know you are because whenever i'm online and i find someone that's dope i you usually have liked it i swear (laughs) to god it always shows me that you're the one that liked them like god damn he's always he's everywhere he knows everything about you instagram fuck well i'm also just like a big fan of like videos yeah like i love videos so much i could watch videos Mm -hmm. all day and i do watch videos all day what kind of videos do you consume? Like, you know, what's so funny leisure. is it's like, I'll, um, when I, when I, I always do breakfast in front of my computer every morning mm-hmm. and it's usually like a 20, 30 minute break. And I watch just YouTube, like just funny videos, yeah. like mindless videos. Like I can't go on Vimeo and like really like look at a video and like think like my mind's already all over the place yeah. on a work day. So during a work day, 
it's just like thoughtless, like dumb, funny shit that I know is going to make me laugh. Like, yeah. What kind of, what kind of channels do you have anything you could suggest or how do you like, are you just finding like playlists that are just full of like dumb cat videos? (laughs) (laughs) Or what kind of funny? It's like, I do a lot of like, you know, um, my guilty pleasures, Logan Paul. (laughs) <laughs> no it's not that it's a lot of like seeing what like conan was doing the night before like who his guests it's a lot of like talk right. show stuff like yeah, i yeah. love like interviews because that's like easy to follow it's so good yeah um have you listened to the dudes um tiny meat gang have you heard of this podcast no cody co is and noel miller i think are the names one oh, of my friends put me on to them but they're both uh like youtubers and but they're just so funny and they have some great yeah. aimless like just watching and making fun of a video or something. They're very fucking funny. I'm trying to get them. I think one of them yeah. will be on the podcast. Oh, nice. No one said he'd do it, but they're very funny. Yeah. I think you like that type of shit. Yeah. It's a lot of like hot ones. You watch hot ones. Yeah. Hot ones like, I love funny. watching that. I love watching like, um, Barstool sports has these, uh, pizza reviews. Yeah. Have you seen these? No. Oh my God. So funny. Well, they're just going places and eating pizza. It's it's the dude who started Barstool and he he goes around and he like reviews. Pe- it's like so it's so dumb and simple, but it's like a ama- like shit like that, like just easy yeah. dumb shit. Like that's what I watch during the day. But if I have like if it's if it's nighttime and I know I'm done with work and I like I'm like okay I want to watch videos for the next three minutes. I'll go on Vimeo. Usually I'll scroll through like staff picks. Yeah. But also like I follow a lot of video creators on there, so I'll like see what they've recently posted. Mm. Um, I don't use Vimeo like that. I should, I would love, I I need to find some places. They don't make it super easy to find stuff. Like it's not as easy as YouTube where like you watch a video and then there's like recommend, like it's kind of, you really got to like work for it. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, but, um, like you'll find the most insane shit on Vimeo. I believe it. Yeah. They have usually some top notch. Yes. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> this has been a fucking, this is crazy to hear all this shit. Yeah. So what do you feel like is the next step for you? Like a five-year plan, one-year plan. What the fuck are you doing in 2019? <laughs> That's a good question. So as I said, two years ago, we did 30 jobs. Last year, we did 15 jobs. Mm. This year, I'm hoping to hit around 10. Because you're just expanding, making bigger jobs. Less. It's getting to the point where that whole phase of, of like quantity, 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 content, 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 like that served its purpose. I figured out what my aesthetic is. Mm. I've learned a lot from all these projects. I've worked with a lot of clients. I've worked with a lot of situations. I've done like a crash course. I didn't go to school for the stiff stuff. So these last four or five years have been my schooling. Same. So now that I don't need to like do every fucking project, I can be very selective. Mm -hmm. I want to do fewer and bigger because it's cool doing all these like little like Instagram things, but ultimately like it's exhausting and it's insanely challenging to think of like, uh, like there was one year where I did like 200 gifts in a year and it's insane to be able to think of that many. And also like the way I approach is like try and have every single one be completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking challenging. So so I'm really trying to like minimize that. I mean, Mm. my goal ultimately is like only really have to do like, two to five projects a year, be very selective about what they are. Big projects, projects I can spend months on, sometimes spend years on once right. I really get down, down, down to that. Um, but yeah, fewer projects, bigger projects. That'd be really tight. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you ever pay attention to Gibson Hazard? Do you know the yeah, kid? Yeah, I love Gibson. Yeah, I've connected what with him What do you think of his times. work? Love his work. It's crazy, right? Yeah, the stuff he did, he, the thing he just did with Drake was insane. The stuff he's done for... Um, What's uh what's her name? Billie Eilish. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah, he's incredible. I love artists. I get so inspired by artists like that who come with just 
their own way of doing things. Yeah, it's super new. Where it's just like, yeah, that is like amazing. That yeah. is so sick to watch. And he turned on every, I mean, now every kid's trying to do the exact same yeah. shit. I mean, yeah. that's just every, yeah. that's every I love it. art form. You're always going to see mm-hmm. that. But it's, but yeah, I love his stuff. He's a long overdue to get on here. So if you're listening to this, Gibson. Yes, Gibson, come on here. I'm texting you now. I'm back home. It's been <laughs> hard, dude. I've been, I, I like really wanted to hammer this shit in last year. Yeah. And then trying to maintain this while on tour and doing what we were yeah. doing every night. It was like so fucking frustrating not to be able to put content out. I hated that. Cause I just like, I couldn't wait to get home and just hear you tell this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, all right. So I was sick as fuck the other day. I'm like, all right, do I not tell him I'm sick? And I just, I'll sit kind of farther away. You know what I mean? And just be miserable the whole time, but I still want to know. So I'm excited to like finally get this shit going and, and just continue this Definitely, podcast. Definitely, man. But, yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I feel like we covered a lot. Yes. Do you feel like we left anything off the table? Um, We've gotten to pretty much what I'm doing today. What was your favorite project so far? That's a great question. Um, I know. Honestly, that video, (laughs) that travel, that travel video, that short film I just did, the hyperlapse video, that was a lot of fun. The The one, the one around LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking That was a lot of fun because that was kind of like a culmination of a lot of the effects that I've been playing around with for the last five years. Cause yeah. that was like when I really, that I made that like hitting my five year anniversary on freelancing. Wow. So it was very much like I went into it being like, okay, what is the, what have these last five years been? It was almost like my thesis project. Yeah. So it was like, it was like a highlight reel. It was a super highlight reel. Yes. So it was all the, like the effects I've been playing around with all the locations I've been shooting around with in LA, like my favorite spots in LA. Yeah. And it was like everything I've learned put into one video because I'm definitely trying to like, do crazier shit going forward. Like I'm trying to do a lot of like CGI, a lot of like 360 cameras and like, just like switching it up a little bit. Yeah. Like the stop motion hyperlapse shit, like that's really cool. But like, I'm really trying to get into like next level stuff. Right. So that was a lot of fun, like on a personal level, but like, was um, that the one that got shared up by Instagram? Yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah. That, that was, that was really nice of them to do that. But the Burning Man video that I did that blew up, that was a lot of fun. I still watch it. Like, I was just watching it last week. It's fucking like, crazy. I'm yeah. sure you have video projects that you've done that you still watch. Mm-hmm. I think that, to me, is, like, the sign of, like, me having created something that is very true to what I wanted to create. Right. Totally. So much so that I'm still watching it and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, that was a lot of fun. Coachella is a blast every single year. Um, when you shoot, yeah. say, the, um, the putting one, mm-hmm. is that all natural light? Yeah. It was all natural light. I never use lights. You never do. I never use lights. And also when I shoot photos, I, I, I don't shoot raw photos. I always shoot JPEGs. <laughs> this really? is something that, that angers people. But I don't understand. I feel like you want more for your post work. If it's dark where I can't see anything, I'll shoot a raw. Right. I will shoot raw because you literally like with a JPEG, it's going to be black. Yeah. And with a raw, you'll be able to actually see stuff. Otherwise, if it's, if the lighting is good, uh, personally, I have not noticed a difference when it comes to coloring and editing. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I don't use, I, I, and I use, I use, I like to keep it very minimal. Usually if I'm shooting a video project, like I'm only shooting one lens. Mm. I have my one camera. What kind of cameras do you shoot on usually? I have, um, I personally have a Sony a7R2 yep. that I love. I've had it for five or no, for three years, yeah. whenever it came out. Um, but on, but yeah, it depends on the project, right. but usually we go Sony. You do Sony. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're never usually shooting on reds or anything. what did you shoot the, the Vegas project on? That was, um, that was all video. That was, that was, um, shit. What did we shoot for that? Maybe what? like, like some mini or something. No, those might've been reds. Were they it was reds? either reds or like maybe like a FS seven. Yeah. 
Actually, I can't remember that. Might, I think those are red, red cameras for yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For bigger projects like that, we'll use like reds or like an Alexa or something like that. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of the social media stuff, it's very easy to shoot with Sony. Cause like the quality on those is still so good. Fucking crazy. Yeah. They're insane. I mean, that's what you guys were shooting on for yeah, on A7S2 and the A7R3. I yeah. bought the A7R3 like right before we dipped just cause I was like, I felt like maybe I get a little bit more. I hadn't played with it yet. And I was just hoping that video quality and the, I knew the photos were so great. Yeah. I was hoping that I would get both out of it, but the video and low light was still pretty shitty. Mm. Like backstage stuff. I could do some wild shit with ASMS yeah. too. Like this is just unbeatable. Yeah. But yeah, dude, to be able to shoot, like I know I even asked them too. I was like, so should I, you know, but they were like, ah, eh, no, we're not going to run anything. Like just whatever you have. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I mean this camera, <laughs> I had this on my last tour. I did like two years ago. Like I should upgrade or something, but the A7S II, Ronin S. I had Ronin M at the beginning, and then DJI sent me the Ronin S, nice. which was fucking awesome. Yeah. Life-changing. And then uh, you could just do so many tricks with it, but it blew people away. I think it looked stupid that I was shooting the biggest artist in the world with like an old-ass <laughs> A7S II. <Yeah. laughs> people were like, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just got, I could get more. I could get so much more, even with documentaries, because I come from that. When I got here, those were the projects I was working on. I found myself being like, we'd have our DP and he'd have like the red shout out Alexander Nikishin and he'd be shooting on that. And I just felt like having, I had my, my five D Mark three and I would just pull that out and shoot video. And I, I could capture more because sometimes, you know, you got to swap batteries or you have to change mm -hmm. cars so quickly. And all of a sudden the fan turns on in the middle of a fucking yeah. like moment. And it's just a rain. You're just like, oh, fuck. Like, but I could just always shoot quality was trash, but I got the moment. And to me it was about getting the moment or, you know, and especially yeah. when you go to like a Coachella or something like that, having a light rig that you can get around and shoot on quickly and capture your moment. And you know what I mean? Get what you need. Definitely. It seems to be pretty key to me. What yes. other, what gear do you use? Do you play with? I know you're working with DJI and stuff, but yeah, drones. when we do drones, um, my drone guys, we love shooting with the inspired too. Mm -hmm. It's like an insane drone. Um, and then yeah, the Sony. What else do we use? Did we um, use the like one like, uh, DX Mark II? Um, no, I don't think so. It's fucking big. Dave's yeah. got it. Oh really? He brought it, and we never. He used it sometimes, but that shit was. It's just so big. Like yeah. it brings it back to like. I don't like. I'm a very minimal person. Not only like my aesthetic is very minimal, but like just in general, like I don't like a lot of shit. I don't like. Like I don't. If, it, if I can do it with less stuff, yeah. I'll do it with less stuff. That's right. why like I don't like to carry lights and use lights. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love, again, about the Sony is it's so fucking small and so light and it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, I think I asked about the, the reason why I was asking about the lighting. Like, do you have issues when it comes to posts? Like you're shooting that and the guy's putting and shit and you need to mask it out. Is there ever any issues with light, say, you know, clouds and shit? Like, are mm. you ever getting fucked by that? <laughs> um, clouds can be annoying. Luckily in LA. No, right. True. Yeah. There's I never really a cloud. Right. <laughs> but also like I'll plan ahead. I'll plan ahead. Like I, like when I, I don't know if a lot of people do this. I think, I mean, they should like when, when, uh, when I'm shooting something outside, like I'll always go to that location the day before the week before go in the morning, maybe go back in the afternoon, go in the evening and see what the lighting looks at every time of day mm. and know what the shadows are going to be like. Cause I know just from editing, like if I need long shadows, if I, if I, if I cannot, if there's no shadows, like then I'll shoot, you know, I'll shoot at certain times a day based on what I need. Right. So it's a lot of thinking about like mm. that type of stuff going into it. Right. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Fuck. I love this. Um, so I have, uh, I let like my members ask you questions. Ooh, nice. It's cool if I do that. Yes, absolutely. Have you heard of Patreon? We just launched this shit. Um, Have you heard of what it is? It's like I a, think so. It's like 
Indiegogo except for a way for like instead of just like one campaign it's the idea is like your members or like a fan could support a creator like mm. YouTubers I think that's where it spawns from yeah it's like they don't they have ads that play they don't get paid shit from it I started as a way for us to like fund this so I could hopefully get an office someday hell yeah <laughs> so I let the people that uh, do some of the tiers ask you questions and shit nice amazing um and then I just botched their names heavily. So, Chris, <laughs> and they and these are specifically for me. Yeah. Oh wow. I posted it like earlier today, like that you were doing. So I did this. Usually I used to do it. Like I just have the Facebook group, and so I'd ask, I'd say like, "Hey, you're coming." I'd yeah. share a couple of videos. People are like, "Holy fuck, that's crazy!" <laughs> and then, um, and it's cool because it's like for me having this group. Like when I was in Iowa trying to learn this shit, or when you were in Boston trying to, you know, mm-hmm. or w- when you first moved here. Yeah. It's like we have no resources really. Like you just have YouTube. You have your yeah. what's obviously there, but to me it's cool that I could go on tour with Beyonce and then you find me through that shit or whatever, however you found me. Mm-hmm. And then we become friends and I can ask you to come on here and share advice with people because yeah. this stuff just doesn't exist. You know what I mean? It's yeah. better to me than a fucking six month class at my community or, you know, my college that I went to where I yeah. didn't learn <laughs> shit about this. So I don't know. So I try to open it up where it's like, all right, cool. People can ask questions. So I think a lot of people, I've got a couple of the people, Patreon just started. I, I'm still trying to figure this shit out. It's like so <laughs> weird. And I feel really weird about it. Cause I don't like being like, Hey, let's put a dollar sign on certain things but yeah. <laughs> to me i was like if anyone's got anything from what we've been doing like cool chip in if yes. not this shit still comes out to the public it's everyone wins yeah so it's a good deal but all right let's do it all right so um christopher manga i believe so what's your strategy and approach in landing brand deals which i know you've already said they just kind of land in your lap they do um but also i think a big part of it is um like, I mean, what's your strategy and approach? I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like the ideal is you never have to go to them. They come to you. Mm -hmm. I think that's the ideal. It's very hard. And like only a few, like you have to be very lucky to get in that position. But I mean, if you, if you really are trying to get into it, like, yeah, have them come to you and the way that they would come to you is like, first of all, it's going to always going to be brands that fit your style. So like the brands that come to me aren't like, you know, um, like Crate and Barrel or whatever. Right. It's like Nike and Apple and Adidas and Red Bull and like brands whose followers and like fans also are down with my aesthetic. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, like if you can just like make cool shit, unique shit, that's what it has to be. It has to like really stand out amongst everything else. And then if you can do it consistently enough, then like, They'll just happen. see you and then they'll hit you up. Now more than ever, especially video artists, like artists can promote themselves online. It's a very, very unique place in, in, in time that we're in right now. So mm-hmm. as long as you're making this shit and you're consistent with it and you're able to like market it well, um, then like, again, the brands that will, that will come. But first I would say focus on like those first few steps. Yeah. And then, and then you don't even need to think about how to reach out. They'll just reach out to you. Right. I totally agree. I mean, that's the ideal. It doesn't happen. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think some people, you know, especially like getting started, it's like challenging to approach like a client or whatever yeah. local Arkansas videographer that's trying to figure out how to shoot a commercial for their favorite restaurant or some shit. It's yeah. like challenging because they might not even know that they need the shit. And then sometimes you have to convince people that they just need content. When you convince people they need content, then they don't have money for you yeah. because they aren't planning <laughs> on that shit. So a lot of people struggle with that. It's like they're working backwards. But I think if you can make a splash, even on a low level, even on like not low, sorry, but like 
me and Iowa level mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get people in my town to know that I'm creative and can do some shit. Yeah. I had to just do it and I had to share. I had to post YouTube videos. Oh, cool. Ben can, Ben's kind of funny or, Oh, this is cool. He did a camera trick or, you know, yeah. you do those things and then people kind of find out about what your, what your shit is. Yeah. Um, he also wanted to know what your process is of creating treatments in the beginning stages of your career to like how they are now. Do you create treatments and do that shit with your clients? So, um, it's funny when I was, when I first started freelancing and I was doing VFX and editing and stuff on all those music videos, every time I would talk to the directors, like they would talk about treatments, like traditional treatments where it's this whole PDF and they have, they designed it and they have all these references and all that stuff. I remember looking at that and be like, fuck that. I, <laughs> I like, I hate, yeah. ty- I hate words. I hate preparing shit. Like, like that seems like such an annoying pro- part of the process. So I was always trying to figure out how I could get around with not doing that. Right. Luckily, I've only made one official treatment in my entire career so far. Damn. Typically, the way I pitch concepts, which is ultimately what a treatment is, mm-hmm. is uh, I just do an email format, super informal, and I just like break down what the ideas are, and I'll always include like a video reference. That's obviously very important. So I'll link to you know a photo or video yeah. or whatever, and then just like a few lines of like what's going to go down in the video and what the idea is, um, and then it's kind of like that. And then they'll read through it and then approve it, and then or or add notes or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so so yeah, so it's usually just like having 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 visual references is huge because a lot of times like agencies or clients won't necessarily like be able to understand your idea, especially if it's a crazy idea. Yeah, almost all the time. Yeah, exactly. So just like sending video references to me, like it's kind of like thinking about this video that I just sent you plus this video right. somewhere in between. That's what I'm going to make for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we do. It's always just like a very informal email. That's good. Yeah. Um, you can start fire, rapid fire on these two if you don't want to spend too long on Great. these questions. But uh, Sherry OC Balloon Bar. This chick, I know because she DMs me all the time with her balloons. She's got some fire. She like customizes balloons. I love learning people from wow. like when you start recognizing names and shit and what they do. She said, have you, oh shit, have you or have you ever considered doing something visually using balloons on a grand scale? Ooh. That's kind of tight. She says, I'm, I'm really into the creative side of my business and I'm hoping to get connected with more people who think outside the box. Sorry if this questions are more creative than photography. That's a huge passion I regret not pursuing. <laughs> Have you ever thought of fucking with balloons, bro? <laughs> I mean, I'll fuck with balloons. There you go. Yeah. Hit, hit up my boy. <laughs> I've seen actually her shit's kind of fucking crazy. Like, I think she just did someone's like birthday party or some shit. But like, it's like, it's like clowns fucking creating like a dog. I'm always like, what the fuck? And then this person like does arches and wild shit where it's oh, like, grand. Wow. it'd be cool for music videos or a party. I told her she should do the black window cream. Uh, <laughs> like when we do like a meetup for the first time or something like Oof. that. Be hard. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see what, what's the last few questions here on the community page. Um, what do you gotta do tonight when you leave here? Go to bed. Um, what time is it? Yeah. What do you, what's your day like usually? I wake up at sunrise every day. What time sunrising right now. Seven. Right now it's around seven. Yeah. Cool. No alarm. Really? Hate alarms. Fuck alarms. Never use alarms. Wow. Unless I have to wake up at like 4 a.m. to catch a flight. Yeah. On a day to day, on a normal day to day, no alarms. I, I, I sleep with my window shades open. Mm. The sun comes right in and I just kind of like wake up with the sun. That's all you need, huh? Yes. Fuck. That's incredible. Yeah. So I wake up then, get the day started early. I'm a daytime guy. Mm. Once it's getting dark, um, like usually two hours before sunset, 
I I go out and I go, I do a two hour walk every evening when oh, the work shit. day's over. Yeah, really. And I go on a walk. Two my, hours. Yeah, two hours. How many steps is that? You are watch. It's like seven seven thousand. I use my damn. whatever. The, if Your the phone, phone yeah, if the yeah, phone thing's accurate, it's like seven. Yeah, 000. all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, um, I mean, who God knows? Damn, no, I know, but that's yeah. Okay, yeah. so you just listen to music and shit. Listen to music, just zone out, because mm. like I'm so focused during the day, and then I just need to zone out and let my mind wander for like a couple hours. Right. And then when I come back, work day is done. It's dark usually by the time, or it's like just sunset, and then I just chill for the night. Wow. And I'll usually sleep at like a reasonable hour. Like right. I try to get like, you know, whatever, seven or eight hours of sleep. That's good. Do yeah. you work from home? Work from home, yeah. Most of the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn, that's a fucking good day. Yeah. I I struggle waking up in the morning. It's like very challenging to me. Really? If I can get out of my bed, I'm good to go. But I've also known by wearing my Apple Watch, like I started doing the um, alarm here and just vibrating wakes me up, mm. which feels like way more calm than my fucking annoying phone. Yes, you know what I mean? That, that alarm is the worst. I don't like, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's healthy to be woken up suddenly yeah. every fucking day. That is not a good start to your day. Right. Like I just like a nice, slow, gradual, like, like it's like turning on your like TV or computer. Like that shit takes its time. Right. And like you shouldn't, as it's opening up, you shouldn't start opening up all these browsers on your computer. Like, let it fucking warm up, let it set. And then like when you open the browser, it's going to open up normally as opposed to like trying to do that with all this other stuff. So, so me like waking up is a very like, that's important, like 45 minute process of like slowly waking up, chill. And then I touch the phone like maybe an hour after waking up. Okay. So you, you do do that. Phone's on the desk. Mm. Oh my God. I can't do that. Do you have a TV in your room? No. Fuck. We got to do that too. We, <laughs> we, we get caught up in some, but that's also like the, my, for me, my balance is like trying to find, all right, cool. Get all my shit done. And then at a certain point, like tonight I'm fucking it up cause I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. But go watch TV with Lauren and we can yeah. kick it and do whatever. And yeah. sometimes we just binge the fuck out of Netflix yeah. and stuff. But that, I always hear people say it and I envy you for not having a TV in your room. Cause I feel like that just adds so much value to Yeah. I'm very strict with TV. Every, every, when I'm on my routine, like I do one episode of a TV show for lunch during my lunch break. Right. So I'll cook, I'll cook lunch, make lunch, watch an episode of TV. Like right now I'm watching the office, rewatching it like right. for the you hundredth got time. Yeah. And so every day I'll just do one episode. So I'm like still like, you know, like today I just finished like season three tomorrow. My lunch day will be like episode one of season four. Right, right. And then at night, maybe I'll do like, maybe I'll do like a movie, maybe like once, once every so often, or I'll do like another TV episode of something yeah. or for there's a sports game on, like I'll watch that. But like, I usually don't watch TV late into the night. Like mm. I, I like to like chill out before sleep and then like slowly pass out. Right. That's a good schedule. Yeah. I feel like that, that strengthens your day and I've been trying to get better at that too. And I feel like yeah. now if I can get better at just saying like, I don't need to watch nine episodes right now, dog, <laughs> shut the shit off. You're tired. Take advantage of it. Do you work at night? Are you able to work at nighttime? I can like flex around. Like yeah. I, if, if a project ends up being that it starts at like 10 AM and gets done at like four, I could do that shit yeah. and then get back up the next day and go right again into a 10 AM to four. I could mm-hmm. do like consecutive days like that. But if I'm home and I'm trying to do this shit, I'm trying to wake up. She gets up, she'll get up early as fuck for workout. So when she gets home, I'm like, all right, I'm going to kind of get up and it yeah. might be like seven, eight, this depends. And then I'll, but I could go tell. Mm-hmm. I might be up from like eight till two or some shit. Yeah. But I think I could get off like six hours maybe is like my ideal if I could stay in that range, but I definitely could sleep forever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's easy to do. It's crazy. I feel like your schedule is also way crazier than mine. Luckily I've gotten to the point where like I've minimized travel. Like I've had to travel a lot for work yeah. now. Like 
we either won't do those projects or sometimes like I'll hire a team that will go out and do that project and I'll kind of stay in LA and like still oversee it and produce it and, and do everything that needs to be done, but like they'll actually go out. So it's, so I, uh, it's, it's like being able to have that routine as a freelancer is huge right? because freelancing is so fucking wild and inconsistent and all over the place. So you need like a little bit of structure yeah. just to keep yourself in place right? and like make sure there's a little bit of order among mm-hmm. the craziness. Yeah. So, and everyone has their own, like some people probably won't wake up till like 1 PM and then they start work at 6 PM and they go until 2 a.m. Like Every everyone has their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But F- fitness is challenging though. That's like my, you could do a two hour walk. Like yeah. I, I, that is one of my bigger goals for this year. And I know everyone fucking says that stupid shit at new year's. It's like, Oh, I'm going to work out. But to me, it's like on tour, our schedule would be so irregular. I mean, they would always try to go to a gym if yeah. there was one. And then you, you have one random night in Rome and you want to go see the shit and you're out till fucking two in the morning. And the next day you get up and you should be working out, but you're just like so tired, but yeah. you, you have, you like sacrifice certain things for certain things so far this year. I've just sacrificed working out so I could get up and do this and then do this and do this. It's like so fucking hard to like do that shit. But I think it's so important to, like my watch tells me to stand up and I think it's right. You know what I mean? Like I need to listen to this shit. That's like good, yeah. you can't just sit at a computer all day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You'll go fucking crazy. Like two yeah. hour walks. That's fucking nuts. But yeah. that's like a good, and I got a standing desk. That's been huge. Do you? Yeah. So I press a button and it goes it's, up. Yeah. Do that for a little bit. Press a button, goes back down, sit down, like alternate. Oh, nice. That's really nice. And I got one of those fucking, um, little basketball hoops that you hang on your door. Yeah. And like with <laughs> the little phones, it's 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 next level than the one. It's the one where like the ball, like I can literally like fucking do moves and then like spin three sixty dunk and like <laughs> and hang on that motherfucker, <laughs> do pull ups while you're there. <laughs> I can't do that. That would fuck it up. But like that is huge yeah? too. Why? Yes. Render times. Like when something's rendering, yeah. like I need something to do. And when someone's rendering, or if I'm like waiting for an email or waiting for a response, like. I can't just sit there and also like my legs hurt when I'm yeah, sitting Yeah, I know. I like lose circulation yes. in my legs. So I like to get up also when I'm on a phone call, like I have the ball in my hand and I'm shooting yeah. and I'm on a phone. Like I need to walk around. Pace. Like I'm constantly moving, pacing. Right. Like, so, so yeah, that's a big part of it too. Like I cannot sit totally. and edit for hours. That makes sense. Yeah. That super makes sense. All right. Let's knock some of these out. Just real quick ones. Okay, let's I'll do, do a couple. Yeah. Um, this dude just says that your videos are nice. <laughs> thank I, you What's i also called you a wizard uh that was cameron thank you Sa- cameron. sather uh, i post your videos and i said that you're um he's a video director creator wizard with loop videos <laughs> and then someone said did you what did you study to become a wizard and someone else asked if you like went to hogwarts or whatever <laughs> but you never studied that's pretty crazy um let's let's just go let's do this one big yes. fan cory cataldo I've always fucked up this dude's name. Um, <laughs> big fan. Aside from video editing, VFX, and Premiere Pro, After Effects, what would you say is the next important program to learn? Um, mm. I'm thinking along the lines of like Cinema 4D or something like that. Uh, can always get better at these programs, but I'm just trying to think ahead. Seems yeah. like that's the next If you're step. really trying to do effects, Cinema 4D, because still CGI is still relatively new in this space. So if you can start getting on that early, and again, there's a lot of like cliches in, in CGI. If you start approaching it, in a way that no one else is doing, yeah. you'll be the next big CGI right. artist. Totally. Easy. I remember watching this video. I don't know if you remember it because I remember it was a Vimeo video. Mm-hmm. And this dude, I remember, made this video and it took him about a year to create it. His budget was like 400 bucks mm-hmm. somehow. And it was just for like food and maybe to like buy the like little camera you use. But he shot like this video where this 
big ass robot thing came into the city and like was terrorizing the city mm-hmm. and just it, he spent so much time on VFX. I don't remember what it was, but this guy got picked up by every like everyone wanted to hire him. Yeah, and he ended up doing it. He ended up getting hired. And and I know I just saw another thing where these people did a video where like Amazon or the Alexa start like talked in the middle of the night and this girl wakes up and it's like I'm outside the door and she's like what the fuck and it's like a scare. <laughs> but it was just a trailer and that shit got picked up and yeah. now it's turning into a feature. Yes. And it's so cool how people will just take whatever they can out of the tech and like turn it into yes. something that can make a small project, which Absolutely. I feel like you kill. Yes. Um, let's see one more. Let's just finish off. Uh, Kelsey Martin. She said, let's see if she asked you four questions, but I'm going to ask the last one last. Okay. Um, I'll go, I'll give one sentence answers. Okay, cool. We'll do one sentence. All right. What, what's your favorite part or what's your favorite project to work on? What was your favorite project to work on? Oh. Which I've asked you already. Yeah. I would, I would say Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. What could you go back and do a partnership project different? If you could go back and do a partnership uh, project different, mm. what would it be? Ooh. Oh no, what would you charge? If you could go back and do a partnership project different, what would you charge? Maybe like, maybe did you get like fucked over on a uh, budget once and you, yeah. you would definitely not make that mistake again. <laughs> the worst is this. This is what I find is the most challenging. So some people will tell me to just put a price on what I do, mm-hmm. right? Like have your rate. But then I feel like, you may come across a project that the rate is $10 million and the, mm-hmm. and the other one, you may say you only want a million and then all of a sudden you missed out on $9 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just numbers. But how have you, have you had those moments where you're like, fuck, I totally, I found out or I heard this person say the <laughs> actual budget number and I just like did this yeah. shit. Um, not recently. Cause I think in the last two years we've been pretty good or I've been pretty good or especially with my agent, like we've been pretty good at knowing again, what our value is. Right. And also more than anything, like, yeah, it's, it's important to know what others would charge and shit like that. But ultimately like, like what are you comfortable with? Like, you know, what your what, how much it costs to live your life, right. what your rent is or what your mortgage is or any of that stuff. Like totally ultimately just like, think about what you want. Like what, like, yeah, like what, think about what your value is, what your personal value is. I don't think there've been that many situations where like, I was like, oh fuck, I should ask for more because I think in those first few years, it was like, I'll take anything I can get. Yeah, totally. Then very quickly it got to the point where it was like, uh, like those first few jobs where I was like really getting, like I was always blown away by the budgets. Once it got to the point where it's like, I was the creator and they were coming for me, like I was always kind of like, oh shit, that's like pretty cool. Cause I was so used to fucking nothing. Yeah. So, so then it was like, I was always blown away by what these budgets were. And then now it's to the point where we have a pretty, we've done enough projects. We know like what the norms are. We know what this is worth. We know what this is worth. I know what my time is worth. Right. So now we're pretty good at like knowing, okay, this is how much work it's going to, it's going to take. Like, this is what I'm comfortable with. Right. So, so luckily I, that's always been yeah yeah and if they're not willing to pay then it's like cool i don't want to fucking waste my like i can't yeah. spend the time it's an on easy that. no yeah, it's easy no easy. and then also like i know people that would do it for that price and i know people who are looking for opportunities so then we always like pass it that's along that's cool yeah that's super cool um let's just add her last question i love this okay. advice for your younger self mm. uh, <laughs> advice for your younger you're 20 self. years old you just got that camera <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you could give yourself to like maybe skip four years when you move to LA and get to the last fifth year. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't know if I would necessarily want to do that. No, like everything, like there's not been, even the downtimes have been great. 
And there's nothing that was like, oh, fuck, that year was a mistake. Like, every year of these 20s, as I'm getting my, into my last year of my 20s now, yeah. has been fucking perfect. So, really, the best advice I would give is actually a piece of advice that I was giving myself. Oh, yeah? Which was just like, just keep going. Mm. You, you trust yourself. Like, you've put enough thought into what you want out of this life just keep doing, don't, don't get lost by what these people are saying, what these people are saying. Just keep doing what you know to be true and everything will work out. And luckily, like, it's it's been great. I fucking love that. Yeah. Damn. This is a fucking good interview. <laughs> I just realized this. I got you, a, do you wear hats? I wear hats. <laughs> I forgot I have these still. I got you some stickers, dog. I love this color hat. I I've do had too. had a color hat like this for a while. Do you wear dad hats? It's like a dad hat. I like dad hats. I, I now I'm like really into these types of hats. I just mm. need to make more shit, but I'll get you some cool shit. I this got is great. This is amazing. I got, I'll get Thank you some you, stuff. Um, damn. All right. Well, if anyone got this this deep into the podcast, I always let them uh, let you pick a hashtag Ooh. that you would want to be used. And then what I tell everyone to do is, if they listen to it, to go to your last whatever your most recent Instagram post is at the time you're listening to this. Uh huh. Tag me at Ben Rivers World. Yes. On your post with your hashtag, then we know that, <laughs> that they, they fucking finished the whole, the whole thing? thing. I love that. What do you want? So I can make up the hashtag. Anything you want. Woo. Doesn't have to be real funny. It could be real. Hashtag. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I don't know how many that was. They'll count it up. Damn, that was so good. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, damn. How, <laughs> how, how can everyone find you? Get a hold of your work? Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm lucky that if you just Google... Ari Farroy, all my stuff will show up. Everything I've ever done is on my website, arifarroy.com. But if you want to keep up with my work on Instagram, Ari Farroy, Vimeo, Ari Farroy, that's where my longer videos are. Um, yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. I, when I was trying to find an, if you've done an interview before and I typed that in, all I was getting was Ari from Entourage. <laughs> videos like interviews of the uh what's his name that played all right i was like fuck is there anything i've done a lot of like like magazine like q a those were probably not but yeah. i was like specifically just going straight to youtube or the video yeah. section because i was just like someone's got to say your last name yeah <laughs> Where the fuck is this shit? um all right dope all right how do you want to end this shit i appreciate you coming on here man this is a fucking yes, good one i want to thank, thank you. you thank uh, you for for inviting me thank you for being an amazing video creator dang yeah thanks man I know. I feel like I want now. I want to interview for an interview you for an hour. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Shit. I I love like that. I do video for a living, and then my all my shit's always trash. Like the fact that this is like just stopped recording. Like your camera potentially doesn't have the first half. I don't know. I'm very scared. But like I never. I don't know. It's all. I think it was. Re I mean, it's been recording. I think. I think we're good. Especially if it, if it happened to you already, then. Uh, but even just the other day when I I, I made this video. Uh, I'll send you a link so you can watch it if you want. But it was like me like highlighting the first three years. Mm -hmm. And then I, I wanted to talk on camera and I'm like, I don't want to set up that shit and make it look. Then I'm like playing with lights. I'm like, I fucking don't want to make this look good right now. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather yeah. just like the times where I really need to dive into that, I'll make it look good. And then yeah. sometimes I just like do the easiest route on shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, this is a video mainly community yeah. in my thing is so trash at the, <laughs> the fuck <laughs> anyway does this thing do a, like a like a crazy zoom yeah you want to see right, just do like a slow zoom on my face that's how we'll end it okay wait. Like, do you want to say anything else before we do this no all right go ahead all right slow zoom if you do not watch subscribe to us on youtube uh youtube.com slash black window cream <laughs>
Oh shit, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dog, go all the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's make that loop. <laughs> that shit's so good. That should be the promo for this. Shit. All right. Bow, 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 bow. That's it for episode 52 with Ari Ferroy. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow Ari on Instagram at Ari underscore Ferroy. So you can start fucking with what he is doing. You can find all his links in the show notes. Visit bwnc.com slash podcast for that shit. If you watch the podcast on YouTube, drop a review in the comments. We love that. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a review so people know that we are fucking tight. And if you're interested in joining the Black Window Cream private group for creators for free, just go to bwnc.com slash join. That'd be dope. Merge stores about to come back i already told you about that in the beginning um yeah and that's it if you want to support us just go to jointhehomies.com and pledge on that shit five dollars is like the minimum amount like you just don't eat subway once a month that'd be dope so um that's it follow us on instagram twitter at black window cream bwnc 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 on twitter i think and that's it all right cool um big shout out to all the homies who are supporting us on patreon the homies who have pledged our top tier levels, which we called the OU Rich, which is a $50 pledge a month, and the OU Rich Rich, which is $100 a month. You guys are the motherfucking goats. Thank you for supporting. Without you, this podcast isn't going to exist. So thank you so much. So um, shout out to our OU Rich producers of the show, Reed and Aisha. Thank you so much for pledging. And our OU Rich Rich executive producers of the show, Craig and Christopher. Thank you guys. Y'all live forever. Um, that's it. Thank you for tuning in this week's podcast episode and uh, tune in for the other ones. See you next week, you 